0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast on the 15th of December 2015. It is our special awards episode. Well, one of two special awards episodes, because we ain't getting through all this shit today, that I can guarantee. Before I go on, a big thanks to Gav, a.k.a. Miracle of Sound, for the music that we heard just before the show. His new album, Level 6... Is available right now on MiracleofSound.com. dot uh, com. That's actually MiracleofSound.bandcamp.com. dot dot com. dot dot com. So by all means, feel free to go and have a look at that.
1: He's pretty great.
0: <laughs> same. Thanks for the endorsement, Dodger. That was uh, really sincere. <laughs> yeah. I also think he's great. Fantastic. <laughs> Good. We, I'd like to hear that. I to-
2: strongly disagree. Why? I don't know, someone's gotta... Someone's gotta do it. Might as well be me.
3: His music so sick The Dodger is so sick that Dodger is sick?
2: Indeed. Yeah. Your music is killing people. Literally <laughs> killing
0: people. That's- that's- that is a terrible thing. That is a terrible, terrible thing. What is not a terrible thing is that today's show is sponsored by Crunchyroll.com slash TotalBiscuit. All of the anime that you could possibly desire and much, much more that you probably do not. Crunchyroll.com slash Biscuit. <laughs> what have you been watching this week on, or the last few weeks on Crunchyroll Dodger? You've no doubt come up with something.
1: Oh, I, uh, I finally sat down and watched Osumatsu-san. Um, Which is what? It's, a, it's huh? an anime about sex tuplets about six identical brothers and it's based off of an anime that ran in the 60s like a really really old anime that had just terrible goofs and like an anime with terrible goofs
0: no (laughs) surely not
1: guys the first episode of osamatsu-san is like the best thing in the world because it's it's all of these characters like drawn in black and white like the way that they used to be drawn being like we got renewed for an anime but like, what kind of anime do people want to watch nowadays? Like, what do we, what do we do? How do we how do we keep an audience around? So they that decide that's meta they need as to be hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just they're like, well, obviously we need to be like like pop idols, right? Cool, let's do that. And like it just the whole first episode is this weird fever dream. And then it turns into kind of like each episode is like different sketch comedy bits because all six brothers have extremely different personalities. So it it winds up being really fun, and even even if only for the fact that you watch you watch it going, which brother is that? Okay, yeah, <laughs> I think I know which brother that is. <laughs> like but- you kind of have to like figure it out. It's fun. That, that does like
0: sound it. very confusing, which is also what I would say for Log Horizon that we actually finished uh, a couple of weeks back.
1: Log oh, Horizon's so good.
0: Good, good series. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think that it does the whole, hey, we're trapped in a massively multiplayer online RPG thing, and it's somehow now real, better than Sword Art Online does. I, I think it does it a lot better, actually.
1: Sword Art like, Online is trash. Yeah, I said it. Come <laughs> at me, internet.
0: It Sword Art Online is an is a anime about a video game for people that don't like video games, whereas Log Horizon is an anime about a video game for people that actually like video games. And I've, I have no doubt the person that ended up translating this thing and doing the subtitles for it clearly played a shitload of WoW because there is a lot of WoW-specific stuff in there. You know, terms that you would never use otherwise. <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff like uh, buff and debuff, um, kiting, as mentioned, kiting monsters, and things like that. There's, there's all sorts of stuff in there. But it, got, it introduced a bunch of new concepts and characters very close to the end of Season 2. I'm like, what's happening like what? What? Ha- hang on! What? What? Huh? what? the bloody hell is going on now? So, <coughs> so there was that, and then we watched a couple of episodes of a show called Lovely Muku, which is a lie. Uh, it is a it's show.
1: Lovely or has
0: it I yet mean been more Muku? Muku? I mean he's kind of lovely. It's about a dog, and it's one of those super silly, cutesy, wacky shows. But it's claimed it was about an Akita dog. It's actually a Shiba Inu. It's not an Akita. Oh
1: of course rude distrustful anime
0: yeah they broke my trust they they (laughs) they broke my trust but it it's very very stupid and stupid in a very good way (laughs) uh but it's worth watching if you just want to watch a stupid show about a dog Uh, but yeah there you go crunchyroll.com slash total go watch a stupid show about a dog a anime about video games and possibly some meta anime about anime (laughs) You or you your don't
2: best to, brother. Or you don't have to watch any anime at all and just go watch Ultraman, which is the best.
0: Oh dear. Going back the in best. time, that one. Going back in they time.
2: They have Ultraman, that is all you need to know <laughs> about Crunchyroll. Ultraman <clears throat> is the best show there ever was. Watch it. Do they have Jet Jaguar?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Remember Jet um, Jaguar? Yeah, I, I I am familiar with Jet Jaguar.
3: Best episode of Mystery Science Theater ever. Yeah.
0: Now if you're cur- if you're wondering.
2: Jesse, what kind of Ultraman do they have?
0: Oh, hang on. Ultraman looks like oh they have. (laughs) uh, Ultraman Amibius. So Crunchyroll actually has Godzilla vs Megalon, which I believe had Ultra uh, had Jet Jaguar in it. Yes. Yeah, Jet Jaguar was in that. So yes, you can. They've officially
2: got everything. There you go. Ultraman 80. Ultraman Max.
0: There's a lot of Ultramans. Yeah. Don't watch the dubbed version of Godzilla versus Megalon. Watch the subtitled one, trust me. There's Destroy All Monsters, which is amazing, Destroy All by Monsters the way. is great. I actually had no idea that it had all the Godzilla films on here, because I used to be big into those. Um,
2: Have you I never I, looked at Crunchyroll for anything besides anime?
0: Uh, the only thing I wa- looked at Crunchyroll outside of anime was actually um, the live-action Death Note series. I did not realize that they actually had some... Uh, some Dude, Godzilla they got on Bruce here. Lee
2: movies and all sorts of shit on there. It's great. Cool.
0: Oh, I had yeah, I had no idea. Cool. Yeah, they they do have some some Godzilla on here. Oh mm-hmm. shit, Godzilla vs King Ghidorah. <laughs> oh yes, Destroy All Monsters was so fucking good. Destroy All Monsters is the best. Yeah. The best. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I know what I'm binging after the show. Welcome to the corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our guest for today's show is the illustrious Danny O'Dwyer of Gamespot. Welcome to the show.
3: Hello, thanks again for having me. Apologies to everyone for dragging this an hour earlier, uh, but we have a live show at 5 p.m., so I need to just squeeze,
2: squeeze Oh, your show's in. more important than no, our show? It,
3: it's certainly not. That's why I'm
2: here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that. All right, whatever.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm glad, um, especially because of what today's podcast is about, like just diving into what was a bloody great year in video games.
0: It was in many ways, absolutely. It was definitely better than 2014. I remember having a lot of <laughs> bad things to say about stuff that happened in 2014.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, I for, for whatever reason, earlier this year, I was going back on some videos I made earlier in the year, and I did a whole video in February about how 2015 is going to be this massive fucking disappointment. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, how wrong I was. Like, we're almost in, like, 1998-2004 territory of just great year of memorable releases that we'd like to look yeah, back on it you know. yeah
0: yeah there was a lot of good stuff so here's how things are gonna work for the next couple of shows we're basically going to be doing a very sort of informal awards discussion and i came up with a shitload of categories for it and what we're going to be doing is just going through as many of those as possible we're going to be talking about the games that we think deserve to be in there and we may or may not arbitrarily pick a winner we might just leave you blue balls. That's entirely possible with, th- with those kind of people.
2: <laughs> I mean, I won't. Look, <laughs> I finished. I will. I won't. <laughs> I'll, I'll pick up Dodger's slack. No blue balls on this podcast. I'll pick
1: up her blue balls. I'll Thanks, pick Cassie. up her blue
2: balls. I'll, Don't you worry. Okay.
0: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> So, we have a bunch of categories. I, I could read a, the, bunch. a bunch. I got a lot of categories. I just don't thought. Read,
2: it, don't read them off. Let's just go through I'm not going to read them don't off. No,
0: them I'm are, not going to yeah. read them all off. That would take. That would be, that would be stupid. But I came out with a bunch of categories that hopefully we can all have some input in. So, it's like there is no best fighting game because, let's be honest, one, there weren't many fighting games released this year anyway. And secondly. We don't really yeah. play all that many of them. easy. Like, that one's easy. Done. We did it. We just us. did it. Yeah. There Dude. is no We're best here, sports there. game on this list because we don't fucking play sports games. So. What about
1: there, there was easy. no... Done. We did it. There
0: you go. Problem solved. Rocket League.
1: It. Easy. There, uh, to be fair, there was no uh, 2D pixelated side-scroller category. No, so... there wasn't.
0: So, I mean, because I really think...
1: There I, are like oh yeah, million, million of yeah, them. I, I just generally
0: stop. think like, that they should stop. So yeah. I just don't want to encourage them by giving <laughs> them a category. It's like, please, please stop sending me pixel platformers, please. we <laughs> oh, have God. a brand
2: new one, and King it's Gun an interesting take fun. on the pixel platforming side-scroller, TV. Pixel They is... go from right to left
3: now. It's like Commander Keen, 25 years old. Oh, We're bringing yes. it back. Done.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We're not putting Guilty Gear Xrd in. That came out in 2014. Don't be silly, guys. All right. So, yeah, we came up with some categories that hopefully we can answer. And we're just going to dive right in. That's going to be the show and probably most of next show as well because we've got a lot of stuff yeah. to do. So, let's dive right into the first category. The first category for the, the co optionals, I guess you can call them. Or the co opties? The co opties. The co opties. The co-opties. The co-opties. The co-opties. There we go. Yes, is yes, a yes, best yes. first person shooter. Let's, talk, let's start talking about that. Who wants to kick that one off? I'll do it. Go. Sure, go All right. Ahead. Danny, take the initiative. That's not, what I like to say. Not, we go. Sure
3: if it, not sure if it counts.
2: Overwatch.
1: I was going to say Overwatch, but I yeah. don't think Here's it the thing. I was going to say that too, but
2: I don't think it counts because that's a next year game.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, literally the only first person shooter right? that I have really enjoyed and played a shit ton of is Overwatch, but it's not technically released. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think it counts.
0: Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I'm willing to, to let it slide. It. I think that we're in, this, we're in this very strange spot right now where pre-release betas are almost so accessible to a lot of people that they can kind of be counted as releases of some description. I think Overwatch I was obviously a lot less accessible for obvious reasons. It was definitely not an open beta. Mm.
2: I, I, see, see I, I will contest that. I don't think Overwatch should have it, mostly because it's not out yet. But I think if we count games that are out, I mean, you kind of have to give it to Black Ops. 3 because I think like out of all of them that was the best one and that says a lot that I you know there weren't a lot of good ones this year I, th-
0: I, think, but- there's a- I think there's a good reason to, to in- there's actually several good reasons to consider Black Ops 3 as weird as some <laughs> people are going to turn around and say it is incredibly stupid to try and claim that Call of Duty is like Shooter of the Year but <laughs> actually I think honestly Black Ops 3 is a really good value proposition like it's a very full package of stuff this year or a very full care package of stuff indeed one could say that i'm on a a streak
3: oh god damn it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna gonna derail you is there more content in that than say halo 5 because that's a (coughs) series that every single sort of main numbered game in that has like shed loads of stuff to do it's a good question
0: um so so how much of halo 5 did you play (laughs)
3: <laughs> Hardly any. I'm okay.
0: you. I think that that's kind of the problem. I, I don't think any of us really played a, a great deal of Halo 5, but just a, as a comparison. So what you basically get in the Black Ops 3 box is you've got a single-player campaign. Then after you've beaten that single-player campaign, you have an alternate single-player campaign in which a bunch of shit changes. You can play any level at any time in any order, and you can also play it in up to four-player co-op, which is pretty fucking cool. You then have... Obviously, the, the multiplayer, of which there is a lot. They brought things like Gun Game back, which is always good. Uh, bunch of modes. I don't think there are too many new modes. Decent number of maps on launch, about 11 or 12, which is, I think, about standard. I believe dedicated servers are being used for the PC, which is good. And then you've got the Zombies mode, which is really cool in terms of its visual design, and also in terms of just how unusual a mode like that is in in modern games where they drop you into something and literally don't tell you anything about what you're supposed to do and i know that zombies in call of duty games have done that for the last few of them where it's always been hey figure out how to somehow beat this level we'll give you some cryptic clues of some sort also zombies are trying to kill you while you're figuring it out and right. the whole uh, 1940s uh, kind of cthulhu noir thing they've got going it's on
2: awesome is awesome <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, I, I think, and you know, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff like the, the way that you can customize guns, like the paint shop that they put in has a lot of customization, which I'm kind of surprised they didn't try to sell you, but you know, they, they just put that in there pretty much immediately. I just think like it hasn't done a lot to innovate at all, because it's Call of Duty, but as a shooter, it's got quite a lot going for it, and there's a lot in the box. If you like COD, there's a lot of COD to like in there.
1: I was really sad because for a split second, I was like, oh, Ziggurat! But that came out at the very end of last year. Yeah, cigarette
0: like, came out last year. You don't get to use Ziggurat. <laughs> that
1: game was really fun.
0: Yeah. I, the uh, As as for Halo, it's, I guess it's kind of hard for any of us to really make the comparison. Because I know that, that what uh, didn't have split-screen gameplay because of their whole, we can't get it to run at 60 FPS thing. Yeah. I am very annoyed by the statement that they made on that because it made a ton of angry console fanboys think that 60 FPS was the worst thing ever mm. because they're like, no, we can't do it because it's 60 FPS. Everyone's like, fuck 60 FPS. Like, no, no, no. They could have, but they could have just had the split screen run at 30, which like people have been doing for fucking ever.
3: Yeah, like where we used to, you know, two used decades ago time. we were playing, like, or like the draw distance was terrible in like, you know, any game with split screen in it. That's like, you know, that's the way that goes. Uh, yeah, I, f- I feel like anyone who's played that game, the best way to play it was with the co-op. The AI stuff wasn't particularly tight in the Rising. campaign either. Um, so I'm not fighting for it. I was just throwing it out there. But here's here's a side, Here's a sort of a, a curveball. Where does Fallout 4 land in this? Is that a first-person shooter? I no, say it, so. I, I, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, but it's not yeah. a good one. It's Comparatively, it's not a good one.
3: Compa- comparing it to Fallout 3... It's a great one. Yes. Like they, they, well, they, they comparing it, it to
1: other first-person shooters, it's not. Like I it's, guess, like, yeah, if you're going to put it in the first-person shooter category, you have to compare it mechanically to other first-person yeah, shooters, right? It,
2: and and, so, I, and I would go as far as to say Halo, for example. And this is a limb that I will be joined by literally every one of my friends who's a Halo freak. And I know a lot of people who are like, that's their jam is Halo. Halo hasn't been, like, a really good first person shooter since Halo 3. Mm. Like Halo 3 was the last time it was really fundamentally really good and ever since then the people who are huge Halo people just go back and play 3 cuz <laughs> cuz the last few ones have sucked. So I, you know, I'm going to take their lead and say it's it definitely I feel like Call of Duty nailed it this time. Like it, 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 I think we all agree Overwatch is probably the the better, but it's not out. I I refuse to give it to a game that's not out yet. My number
3: two for this year would actually be another game that's not out, which is Unreal Tournament, uh, which I have played a bunch yeah. of this year. Although that is, is you can
0: out. you can just play that straight up though. Like I think yeah. that I think you can I think you can count that because unlike Overwatch, where people literally could not get in to actually play it, you can play Unreal Tournament right the hell now.
3: Mm. Yeah, it says alpha all over, but you're right. It's there's a bunch of game modes, there's a lot of maps, there's some placeholder maps that they're they're fixing, but uh, there's a bunch of stuff in there. Their marketplace. Is kind of ridiculous at the moment because they're selling individual maps for like five bucks, yeah, um, and no one's really playing them, so well, there's no not. incentive uh, to to get in there. Uh, here's a in terms of mechanically though, like really sound mechanical first-person shooters. I know it's kind of derivative, but what about Wolfenstein and Old Blood? Because that came out, I think, back in is it March? Yeah, it did. yeah, that's
2: uh, I, I, on my list. I, I totally agree with you, but I wasn't gonna give it to you it because I think last year we gave best. FPS to the original Wolfenstein yeah. uh, New Order. Yeah, and I don't and so I, I like, don't think Old Blood is
0: better. Like, I actually think in many yeah. ways it's actually a bit of a step down. Uh, you know, but This is coming from someone that gave Wolfenstein my game of the year last year. Oh, wow, off. really? Right. Yeah, I thought it was that damn good. Old Blood did not engage me as much. I, I think it's definitely got some uh, kind of annoying, contrived sections in it, in terms of uh, silly force stealth and all that kind of thing. But simultaneously... It's also a lot of the same up until the weird, hey, supernatural thing kind of happens. And then it gets a little bit different. But it's like a lot of the same guns, a lot of the same enemies, more of the same but on a smaller sort of scale. I didn't hate it. Like, I thought the, the actual infiltration of, of the castle... All that bit was was pretty was pretty cool, and it had some really cool sequences. I love the cable car sequence. I think that was a lot of fun. There it reminded me very much of some of the train sequences, the bridge sequences from the previous game. But it, it definitely was a, a bunch of more of the same. Which, if that was all you're looking for, then it was great. But I don't think it, it did enough to really distinguish itself from it, the actual original.
2: Mm. Also. Remember, chat, this is first-person shooter. If if it was just a shooter category, I might give it to Splatoon. I'll be honest. If it was just yeah, shooters...
1: Splatoon is FBS. a third-person. but It's, it's not FPS, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's, it's just first-person. And so, yeah, man, I'm telling you, I think Black Ops is, is the winner. I would and like no. to
0: throw Dirty Bomb into the ring yeah. because I think that, that is... Yeah an extremely good objective focused multiplayer game that may have it's flown a little bit under the critical radar i think because of its free-to-play nature and i know that a lot of traditional outlets these days seem to maybe avoid looking at free-to-play games in a serious way maybe because there's not a definitive beginning middle and end they can't necessarily assess it because 60 hours down the line you might run into a paywall related problem or something like that which makes it very difficult to assess but i have played like 90 hours of Dirty Bomb this year, and I haven't really regretted that. They have made quite a lot of mistakes in their development, they have released characters who are clearly overpowered as shit, Uh, there's a character, I think it's, yeah, it is Phantom, Uh, they brought in a character that could cloak. And that's that's always going to be a problem when you introduce that into a shooter, it's difficult to balance an invisible character. What you don't do is what they did. You don't make the cloak also a shield. You don't add the cloaking energy to their overall HP, and you don't give them a giant fucking sword that can one-shot half the classes in the game and the actual swing time of which is so short and you can start the swing while you're cloaked. The animation can begin while you are invisible. You don't do that thing.
3: (laughs) How long did it take for them to shore that one up?
0: Um, they fixed it probably in about a month. Like they they nerfed uh, quite a few different aspects. It, it was a bad combination of different things. Like they gave him the best SMG in the game as well. So it's like this character's good at everything. Like he's too tanky. He's too fast. He is the best melee character in the game. But you also gave him one of the best medium range SMGs. So he's good at regular fighting as well. <laughs> like the only thing he couldn't do was be kind of an objective specialist. So, yeah, that character was. I had a lot of fun causing a lot of anger when that character first came out. Like, I I felt pretty good with myself because I was murdering people, but I very quickly realized it was an incredibly stupid idea. Uh, So, there's. But I think that 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 is a game that has since then developed very well. It's got a good competitive scene. They have done a lot of improvements to the UI and the netcode. The gunplay is really solid. And it's a very good objective focused FPS. Obviously, it's multiplayer only. Mm. So I think it's worth. Which is, it, that one it's in.
3: so strange hearing you talk about that, and then hearing people talk about Rainbow
0: Six Siege. There's another one I'd like to bring up.
3: Yeah, because it's like, especially when you talk about the that's a free to play game, and Siege is a game that costs sixty dollars. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The so I I'm on the Siege <laughs> bandwagon at the moment. Okay. I'll, I will happily say that, and I am willing to argue in favour of its cost on principle on the basis that. The arbitrary idea of, like, you have to include X amount of content in order to be worth Y amount of dollars doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, because the games that I often invest the most amount of time in, I'm often only playing one game mode anyway. Yeah. It's like the whole, yeah, Counter-Strike's got a bunch of modes and maps, but everyone just wants to play DE Dust kind of argument. If it's that good, if the game mode is that good and has that much replayability and that much depth then the amount of content that the game offers to me is actually not an important metric, but I do realize it is very important to a lot of other people. It's just something that I personally don't care about. Like I have no problem dropping 60 on Rainbow Six Siege because the time I've had so far with Siege has been that f- much fun, and it's been that different. Like I look for new experiences, and that is a new experience. Like That does a well, lot of new things.
2: I, I, I don't know that it, it, like, this would be the category for it, though. Like, yes, it's an FPS, but I feel like it's a, like, the experience of it is, 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 is great. Like, I feel like it's playing online with people and the different things you can get caught up in. Like, that's what makes the game fun. I don't know if I would say mechanically it's, like, a phenomenal game. It's- I think in
0: terms of some mechanics it is phenomenal, but in others it's not. I think the gunplay is not all that great. I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. I think a lot of it has to come down with the netcode problems the game has right now. The gunplay would feel a lot better if the bullets were actually fucking connecting like they're <laughs> supposed to. There's a right. there's definitely a problem with that. I actually like the feel of the guns and the sound assets in particular. Uh, they seem to have a decent amount of kick to them. Uh, they seem to encourage me to burst. Spraying from the hip is fucking useless in that game. Utterly useless. I saw a, a video of someone claiming that there was a netcode problem because they were playing the... The guy, the big guy with the riot shield. And he has this huge flashlight on the front of his shield that he can use to flash the people in the room, which is a really cool idea. And he, his only weapon is a pistol. And he can fire it in two ways. He can fire it from the hip with his shield up, which doesn't hit anything ever. Or he can sort of lower his shield a bit to aim down the iron sights. And that's where you get the accuracy from. And that to me is like, that's actually deliberate balancing. It's not like a netcode problem with the gun not hitting where it's supposed to. It's supposed to be stupidly inaccurate, and the only way it's supposed to work is if you're right up in their face. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely. That game has problems. There's no doubt. That game really has problems, but.
2: But it's a ton of fun. Like, the, the strategy and the new crazy things you can find in that game are, are great. Like, one minute you're like, we're totally screwed. And the next minute you're shooting through a wall and, and killing. It's, it's a ton of fun. Like, I don't know if it's a great FPS, but it's a hell of a fun multiplayer experience.
0: Yeah, I mean, Um, that'll probably come up in the next category, which is multiplayer experience. (laughs) Yes, Dodger.
1: What about... Like, do you think that any game that's a first-person battle game of some sort could count in this category?
0: Are you about to bring up Vermintide?
1: I was going to ask you what... what if you, but how even, you but even Vermintide, like Vermintide,
2: I would put in the out. next category instead of this one. Well, I think
1: there's, there's like, a lot of think, yeah, there's a yeah, lot I guess of that's crossover. Because it was like team based, more like yeah, it's yeah. it's
2: a fantastic like playing with other people game. There's a lot of games like that where they added, especially this year, there were a lot of games that uh, added new crazy mechanics into like we're gonna play multiplayer stuff online. And I don't know if any of them qualify as good FPS games, but there was right. a lot of like this year, everyone was like we're gonna try something new with this online thing. We're gonna try and get people to play all these different basically mode games yeah yeah yeah. caps the flag mode game and it's the siege mode game and it's the so there's a lot of that like hunt the monster mode game or get your giant mech mode game like that was (laughs) but they're all but they're all multiplayer games that are just i i think yeah I think the next category.
0: Yeah, the next category. I think we can definitely bring up a lot of that because there's a ton of stuff I'd love to say about Evolve as well. I mean, you could, you could. I would, I would certainly not introduce Evolve in the best first-person shooter category. It's, but I'd love to talk about its multiplayer experience because the it's simultaneously like one of the biggest kind of disappointments I think I had this year, but also like did a lot of new things. Have we missed out on any kind of other FPS? Like, the oh, Taken so. King
3: is the only one I can think of, if that counts. Like as an expansion just, for Destiny, yeah. yeah. As an expansion, yeah. it doesn't really.
0: I mean, I don't know. If, well, I don't know if I mean we we count, we counted Old Blood. I think Taken mm-hmm. Kings. I mean, Old Blood is an expand alone. It's, it's
3: Standalone, yeah. Yeah, so. that,
0: I mean, it's how much Destiny did you play though, Danny? Cause, uh, I have,
3: I, I haven't played that much. There's a massive contingent here it's in the GameSpot office the, the, that have been the,
0: playing it all year, and the uh, Taken, Taken King.
3: Kings.
2: The Taken King is fundamentally, like, infinitely better than Vanilla. Like, it yeah. is way better, it, especially for a person who hates, I hate Destiny. Yeah. It is oh, yeah, he, way, he hates Destiny. It is way better. Like, I think Destiny is garbage times a million, but even I will admit, Taken King, like, was, it was a blast to play that stuff. So it's like, all right, I still will never, like, actually like this game, but because I'm that nerd who has every friend in the world play it, I'm like, I guess I'll play with you guys. And I sit there complain through the whole thing. I did not complain once. I was like, oh, that was a cool story. Now to never play this shit again. So,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not the guy that's on the treadmill every week doing, doing the dailies, doing the weeklies, out- earning the various tokens and shit. I mean, I just, I never had any interest in Destiny because I'm just like, I'm not going to play it on console. So unless you release this on PC, I'm not even going to get invested in the idea of it. Yeah. And it's a shame because that's like, that game would work perfectly on PC. Not even a question that it would. It would be awesome, I think. I And I'll play it. If they eventually bring it over to PC, I'll pick it up immediately and I'll probably enjoy quite a lot of it. So the conclusion on best first-person shooter is, you know, we, we want to give it to Overwatch, but you won't let us because it's not out yet.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Don't do it. 2015's best shooter of 2016.
0: Yes, <laughs> that's exactly so what sad. it is.
2: That's so sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is exactly what it is, but... Yeah, it, it's weird to, to say Black Ops, but uh, it might be.
2: No shame in it. Some of the Black Ops things they released this year are awesome. Zombie mode is legit cool, so I can't even complain.
0: Yeah, it's it just feels wrong saying that. <laughs> just, there, there just wasn't like, there wasn't a really good single player FPS this year.
2: I wish I could have said Battlefront. I wish oh, I wish I could have been like, Battlefront was great, guys. It's shit. Battlefront. Best sounding. <laughs> best sounding yeah. looking. Best Maybe. looking, best sounding pile of crap there ever <laughs> was.
0: Yeah, that is that is true. All right, let's move on to uh, best multiplayer experience. It's got to be fun. Yep, there's yeah. definitely some crossover with the last category here, but it does, of course, allow you to... To bring up things like Splatoon, which I assume I is the say, first thing Splatoon that Dodger wants to bring up. was the first one that
1: I wrote down. Yeah, talk um, to me about Splatoon. I mean, I, I, I just think Splatoon gave you something totally different in that genre. Like, it gave you totally different sorts of weapons. You had to think about the space in a completely different way. Um, the fact that you could be a kid now and a squid now. Like, just all squid of it kids, across yeah. the board was... It was all something that you had to learn, right? It wasn't the same all. So, and I have a bunch of friends who still play it like every day. I think that game is really fun.
0: You're also snort,
2: a kid. Snort. And a and a squid.
0: And a squid. It mm-hmm. now. Uh-huh. I yes. I didn't get around to playing it, but both my wife and my son really You never played it, really? It. Yeah, I mean, I just I just wasn't into the idea. What? Of
1: it. Don't use the paintbrush. Everyone will hate you.
0: I mean that sounds like a great reason to use the paintbrush. You can actually. use the
1: roller, but please don't use the paintbrush or the bucket. They're just shitty weapons. <laughs> it was
0: it was good to see a new piece of original IP from Nintendo this year that actually like really seemed to work, and their model of kind of holding content back and sort of drip feeding it to you, but for free, sort of through events and updates. I mm-hmm. weirdly enough don't actually hate that.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, they got a bit of flack for that when the game sort of launched. There were some people saying that there wasn't really that much... Mm -hmm. uh, Well, not that there wasn't much content, but there could be more. But they did a pretty great job of being really consistent. Like, there was new weapons coming. It seemed like every week there was something.
1: Oh, yeah. And, like, when the game first came out, they were like, okay, you can play with your friends, but you can't be in, like, the same team yet. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. go into a lobby as a team. And there's no ranked mode yet, but... It should be out by this time. And every single time they released it earlier than they said they were going oh, to. Oh, cool. Right. So it was like, I can't be mad. I can't be mad at you. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, it's an interesting idea because I think that most people, when told that uh, there's content like on the disc that they can't get at yet, get very upset about that. And I think mostly it's due to the number of companies that have put that behind a paywall, yeah. so, which is obviously the dickiest of dicks. that's not okay at all but if you're releasing it free the argument that you can make is that by consistently putting new stuff in even if you've had to hold stuff back to do it you keep the community interested and engaged and in a primarily multiplayer game that's behind like a 60 dollar box copy you might be in a position where you kind of have to do that because it really does maintain the interest it keeps people coming back to it and it means that the game doesn't start to enter that multiplayer death spiral that can kill off so many multiplayer-focused games.
3: Uh, another game that did that really well this year, both with paid-for stuff and, like, supplemented with, with free stuff, uh, is definitely my favorite, which is Rocket League. Have you guys played much of it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm okay. with you on that. It
1: didn't, it didn't sync up very well for me, but I know everybody it loves it It didn't gel with game, me at so all. I, I, I yeah, do not like I can't it at all. I'm with, it. I'm with you on this. We
2: see eye-to-eye. Rocket League was a riot. That game is I don't know why. Like I it's a game that I fundamentally should hate. I love it. I love the shit out of it. I think it it has to do with like who you first played it with. Mm. Like that sort of like sets the tone for the rest of the time because when you play with like it's one of those games. It kind of reminded me of playing through uh Borderlands where by myself it was just a miserable experience, but you throw in like two insane friends and you suddenly are having the wackiest, like, crazy time of your life. And that's exactly what it was. And and I, I think as a multiplayer experience, which is what this category is, like, Rocket League nails it. Like, that is, in order to have fun, you have to play with other people. That's a multiplayer experience. That's yeah. you know what it is.
3: For sure. And like so many multiplayer games, you sort of, you can maybe play, you play them locally, you play them with strangers. Like it just works across the board. Like we we play a bunch in the office here, like at lunchtime and after work. We, uh, I play with randoms online. Uh, My like girlfriend plays it. She doesn't even play that many games, but we have, we probably played about 40 hours of Rocket League just sitting down and tapping away at a game. And I was talking to one of the guys in the office about this yesterday. Like I'm somebody who loves football, soccer games, like Pro Evolution and FIFA. And I play them every year. And I've barely touched either of those games since i've gotten into rocket league and it's because it scratches like it's the best like football game i think i've ever played because unlike those games where and i'm a huge football fan i'm a huge football player um those games are like where you're like controlling an entire team there's something about like the sort of tactile you lining up a shot picking where it's going and then trying to like make sure that you have the right trajectory and power to make that work there's something super enjoyable to like humans about that like throwing a ball which in the same way first person shooters do where you like you point and shoot and you you have it in your head where you want to hit and if it does it feels good like rocket league is constantly that way so even when you lose games and like i love games like you know talk about starcraft 2 or something like i love those games i feel so frustrated when i lose them and that's not the game's fault but that's just the loop of that but in rocket league like i can lose games but as long as i feel like i've contributed to the team like then i've I've had a great experience and I don't know i I've played that game for like five minutes and I've played that game for like three hours uh with with randoms and with
2: friends and it's always fun i I think you're absolutely right. there's a weird there's a weird thing with that game where you know FIFA for example somewhere deep in your subconscious you know you're not controlling player X yeah. you know that human is doing his own and then you're playing a game, but this somewhere deep down you're like you know what, I can see myself outside of a little shitty stadium controlling a little remote control car, and the car has to hit this giant ball around. Like, it, it, you're right, it's like a visceral, it's a different feeling when you're playing the game. And I don't know if it's because you're controlling the one character and, and because it's so quick and moving and there's a physics to the ball or, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but you're absolutely right. There's something weird and special about the game that I truly love. It's and- like when you
3: when you score a screamer in FIFA from outside the box. Like, yeah, okay, it's because you were playing as Real Madrid and you hit square and the button that means put it right. in the top corner. Whereas yeah. when you do it in Rocket League and the ball's bouncing, like it reminds me of times when I've been playing real-world football or soccer when somebody passes me the ball and the go- like. there's no goalkeeper. And I know I just... like The stress and anticipation of making sure you hit the ball in the right spot, yeah. it feels like the exact same thing. And in a, in a way... Like it even teaches you things like when you're playing uh, on a team in any sport, like where you're supposed to be in the field at any time. Like, oh, you know, they're striking. So I should probably sit here in case the ball breaks that way. Like it translates almost one-to-one to how, you know, the, the wheels sort of turn in my brain when I'm playing a game of football with my mates. And I think that's like oh, it's super powerful.
0: It's, and it's an interesting point that you bring up that Rocket League feels more like football than football games do. Yeah, Completely. Like yeah, because 100%. because it is that direct control like you said it, it's not you're not giving a command to a player to do something mm-hmm. you're, you're doing the exact thing because of how physics-based that game actually is
3: yeah the car is a foot like yes that's
0: a very just... fast inaccurate fucking crazy <laughs> yeah. flipping foot yeah. I, can, yeah I can see that argument totally
1: I, I don't know rocket league isn't satisfying for me because i'm not i don't I so rarely actually hit the ball.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, f- like, I find it very right frustrating because I'm and awful I'll just at be it. Speeding no it, and
1: it looks like it's right in fucking front of me, and then I just somehow go right by it. I'm like, how the f- shit?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, crazy. to me, I I have no interest in getting good at the game at all. And as a result, because I suck at it, I fucking hate it. But I I don't want to play it because it's football, and I don't like football. I don't play video games to play football. Even if it isn't a car, it's still football. <laughs> I'm not all right with that. So that, I mean that that's why I don't. Uh, that's why that's why I don't play it because you know it, it is fundamentally football. I don't I would love to... to
3: see the statistics for that, like what the crossover is for people who either you know consume that sport. Or sports like it via either playing or watching or playing FIFA yeah. and the people who play Rocket League. I bet that'll be a really like interesting statistic.
0: Yeah, it it would be. I, yeah. I'm intrigued to see that. But I have seen people having a lot of fun with that. I can definitely see why they would. Like it's obvious why. It's not just I think like the Borderlands comparisons is, like is, is wrong because I think Borderlands is a crappy game that's made more tolerable by other people, whereas Uh, Rocket Rocket League is an inherently good game that's made best by playing with the friends that you have the camaraderie with.
2: Well, I I think what I was going for there was the experience Dodger has, where, like, if you have friends, it makes your shitty playstyle a little more tolerable so you can learn how to play. Rather than going in it alone and then having to suffer through, like, I don't know what I'm doing, mm. and this is unfun, and all I'm doing <laughs> is losing, and you're out. Like, that's kind of like what I was going for, like, in Borderlands, if you play by yourself, it's a lot of, like, I'm doing the same awful stuff over and over. This isn't fun, I'm out. And, and so, yeah, it's, I think that's kind of what I was going for. I'm not saying it's the same thing.
0: but Yeah, friends distract you from the fact that you're playing Borderlands. That's, yes. that's my argument yes. with <laughs> Borderlands in multiplayer <laughs> now, now whereas you know, with with Rocket League there, there's the inherent uh, team aspect to it which is why of course I'd like to rebring back up Rainbow Six Siege mm. because that is a game which absolutely benefits from being on voice with people like, if there was a category for the game you better fucking be on voice chat for this year <laughs> I think Rainbow Six Siege would run away with it it's, <laughs> it is a very tactical game kind of in the same way I don't know if it is in the same way that Counter-Strike is because I think like you can carry in Counter Strike. I don't think you can carry in Rainbow Six Siege. Really, Rainbow like, Six
1: Siege is so incredibly team and communication based.
0: It's yeah. fucking tense, man. Yeah. But, there's, but
1: there's times if you're a really creative.
2: Uh, uh, oh god, what are they called? The the like the 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 bad guys. I'm trying to think of what defenders? they're defenders. Damn- well, they have like I mean- a special. Because then there's like, no
0: actual... D- we're, there's actually blue
2: spear or whatever the hell they're called. Now, the weird you know. thing about
0: Siege is there's no actual bad guys. Like, every operator's actually from, like, a special forces unit, like SAS, Gigan, uh SWAT, etc. Yeah. Which makes the whole thing really weird. Because, like, All the SAS are know- attacking switch. the US SWAT team for some reason. I just don't know why that's <laughs> happening. But uh, you can ignore that. You just completely ignore that because it's multiplayer and stupid. But... There's a lot- I, I think I get what- I get what you're saying. You can do a lot of damage by being creative.
2: A creative defender, like, if there's- if they're still coming at you, and if it's, like, 1v3, as a defender, you can kill all three. Like, there's creative ways yes. to do it.
0: Like, like, it's- and it's-
2: but you have to be- But creative. it's probably like, not because be of like, your gun skill. Oh, yeah, no.
0: That's the interesting difference, I think, between, like, uh, Counter-Strike and Rainbow Six the the three on one situations where the one guy is victorious is not because he's an incredibly good shooter because I don't think it's that hard to be a decent shooter when you're aiming down sights in Rainbow Six Siege, you know, as opposed to Counter Strike where learning how to shoot well is actually difficult, genuinely difficult. Also, good, su- good save, Dodger. Yeah, well Twitch done.
2: Which is the best character in that game? I don't care what nobody says. Hashtag I... is best character.
0: Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> uh, so. The, <laughs> um... Yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead, Dodger.
1: I was going to say, uh, I think for people who, I know that we're all super salty at it right now because we're in a tournament, but for anybody who enjoys Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl 2 is like a really good expansion off of what Blood Bowl 1 was. Like, improved a lot of stuff as a I, multiplayer experience.
0: I, I, <clears throat> I'm going to disagree with you on that. I think, really? Yeah, I think that it is definitely a much more polished and well-presented game than Blood Bowl 1 was because that was jank as shit. Uh But it's inherently still exactly the same game that you're either going to kind of love or hate. It is, strangely enough, though, a game that, to me, is only tolerable in multiplayer because the bullshit of that game is not tolerable when you're playing against the AI. Like, I really need someone else with me to yell at When the (laughs) dice don't go my way, yeah, which is why um, you can get away with a lot of that stuff in board games as opposed to in video games because you're with other people and that failure becomes sort of a shared, a shared piece of fun. Like that, you can you can all you can all kind of laugh about it when you're in a social group. In a single player game, you know, like playing campaign in Blood Bowl, you just want to throw your monitor out of the window. Because you, you don't have anywhere else to vent how bullshit that three ones in a row roll was. Right. You know, in that sense, Blood Bowl is fucking terrible. But as a multiplayer experience, you are right. It is actually a good multiplayer experience. It's almost required to play it with somebody else just to sink the salt <clears throat> somewhere. I don't think they like improved it like from a all that much of a technical level though. It does crash less, it does disconnect less, but then multiplayer is still inherently the same as it was the last time.
1: I just think it looks so much better, which it does. I know doesn't it doesn't affect the mechanics, but like it just makes the experience of play it more f- playing it more fluid.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, no no doubt about that. I mean, that's mostly because the first Blood Bowl was a jank piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, there's there's it was no fun, doubt though. Yeah, we, we, we played in spite of that game, you know? Yeah. It, it was it was hard to do. What else on the okay. multiplayer? run? I'm going to bring up Duck Game because you guys haven't mentioned it yet.
1: Duck Game is amazing! Fucking Thank Duck Game.
0: Love Duck Game to fucking well, bits. That, that is,
1: game is so boring to me. <laughs> Why don't you like Whatever. Duck Game? I don't know. I've played it like four times now and I'm just like, I don't understand what's fun about this game. I don't know. It's it's, of
0: fun. it's like getting thrown into a new level every time with a bunch of different weapons and the frantic scramble to get something that actually works and isn't a fucking trombone, and the instant kill stuff, the actual Quack. like surprising amount of skill that that game Quack. can involve, and the cool tricks that you can play. Quack. Man, I'm looking through the eye of the needle here. I'm gonna be that asshole who had yeah. never heard of Duck Game, and this looks that game fucking is mental. great. It's mental. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, that game is my Smash Brothers.
2: I love yeah. it. It's so funny. That game is, is so silly. It is a great,
0: just, oh, this sit is on the, the couch, best quote. Dodge is going to love this. Fraglamat says, it's like Towerfall, but fun. No! <laughs>
1: oh, no, no. I refuse! No! Oh
0: yes
1: wow, towerfall is so much more fun than duck game duck game no. is trash no. <laughs>
0: disagree towerfall Drop doesn't have an online it. mode i got like I, i'm you might be right towerfall might be a better game but i can't fucking play online so i'm not gonna play it it's that simple uh,
2: <sighs> fix your game towerfall
0: yeah i uh, don't don't get me started on the developers like my artistic vision is why we don't have multiplayer it's like no because you don't want to spend the money and time making it like <laughs> be honest about that
1: fuck it's a great game
0: uh yeah but duck game is, has resulted in me laughing a shitload this year <gasps> oh, and yelling wow. a lot
1: i have one i have uh-huh.
0: another game okay, go for it Dodge-a-teen. yes and, yes
1: <laughs> uh, keep talking and nobody explodes oh yeah it's obviously that's an fun. amazing multiplayer experience yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes that's gonna go up there with uh, just something for sheer uniqueness you know, you were mentioning earlier, Jesse, the whole idea of, hey, we got different modes. Like, there's a game that's entirely based on a completely new style of playing multiplayer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Where only that one game. person so actually fun. plays the physical game. Yes. And everyone else is just basically their walkthrough. Like, their backseat gaming <laughs> a game that they can't see. It's an, amaz- it's an amazing concept. It's really... It's, oh, it's super fun. Ultra frustrating. Ridiculous. Mm. If you communicate poorly... But, oh, my God, is it just it's, – it's a blast.
3: <laughs> uh, nice. We had a game. We did a, a quick look on Giant Bomb for it where we did, like, a 10-minute bomb with I think it was eight different modules. Oh, And, wow. and I was playing. I was giving shouting and, and trying to disarm the bloody thing. And uh, we did it with seven seconds left, I think it was. Wow. It was, like – and, at like, that moment is probably one of, like, the most, like, satisfying moments I had in games in 2015.
0: Yeah, it actually reminds me of the feeling that I used to get when raiding in WoW. When you just (laughs) took the boss down. It's like, shit, we're five seconds away from being wiped, and then you just manage it, and everyone's just so fucking happy. Yeah, that, that game's kind of based around that whole idea. You've got to give them credit as well for creating what is basically a local multiplayer game, but creating it in such a way that you could very easily play it over VoIP without actually really losing anything from doing mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah, totally.
0: That takes, uh, that takes a lot. And uh, there's a couple of companies that have realized that this is a good idea and are kind of adapting. The other one being uh, the Jackbox guys with the Jackbox Party Pack 1 and yes. 2. Mm-hmm. They've realized that, yeah, these games are really, really fun if you've got six people in the same room, but it's impractical to necessarily have that all the time. So if you want people to actually buy the game and not have it sit on their shelf unplayed for six months, you've got to make it so that they can play with their internet friends. And you've got to design the game and adapt the game in a way that works. And they they did that, like, kind of, I think it was from uh, Quiplash onwards. They started putting in, like, this is a mode for streamers. So basically, we put a longer delay on it so that if you're playing with people who are watching the stream, you know, the 20-second kind of latency doesn't matter and they can still get their entries in and stuff although i think the way we mostly play the jackbox games is we use um skype's uh screen sharing feature Mm -hmm. so we don't have the latency problem one guy just shares the screen who's hosting the game so everyone else can see it and then we just play that way
1: that makes sense
0: that that actually you know i would i would definitely bring that up as a good set of multiplayer experiences jackbox party pack 2 has a lot of great fun stuff in it just being able to play more fibbage that's all i need it's like yeah. Fibbage is that that good. I, I I'm gonna say like I am gonna be the person that says I don't like Quiplash that much. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. Do you think- like Drawful? Yes.
1: Which one is which one is Quiplash?
0: So Quiplash is the one <laughs> where they they give you they they give you like a question like uh you know worst worst place to do X or whatever. And then two people out of the group have to give an answer that is funny. And then it comes, and then the answers are presented. Once everyone has answered all the questions, the answers are then presented versus each other. And it comes down to a vote.
1: I played that game with a bunch of comedians and my God, was I bad? Uh, You you get (laughs) destroyed. Literally none of my answers can ever compare to your wit in the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, I the that game on stream often comes down to pandering to the chat in a huge way. Yeah, Victor. Like realizing yeah. what the, what the chat is going to vote for since it has that inclusion of the chat in in inherently in the game where you can have them vote as well and then just pandering to whatever the chat is going to vote for. Like we and that happened when I was playing with Cry all the time. All the fucking time <laughs> this occurred. It was actually really fucking annoying at one point. It was just like I think at one point, just any answer with the word dark side fill in it was getting the most votes. So it didn't no. even matter if it made sense. And PewDiePie at one point was brought up and was getting the most votes. And come in hair, it's like it didn't even matter what the context was. As long <laughs> as you had come in hair in there somewhere, it was going to get the most votes because of naughty words. It's like, ah. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, FOV sliders was one at one point. That was just infuriating. <laughs> it's like, that wasn't even funny. That, that was never funny. It's definitely not funny now. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I, I love the fact that these new multiplayer experiences are, are coming and actually doing well. And also that like Twitch and improved things like VoIP has allowed people to <coughs> actually engage in those things. And it has enabled those new game types. I love it. I want to see way, way more of that. And all the games that I played this year that were like that, I think I really, really enjoyed
1: Keep feeling like I'm forgetting one though. I
2: mean, we, we already mentioned Vermintide, yeah.
0: And well, we kind of oh, did. We mentioned we, it during a, we the over shooter it. section. And evolve as well. You need to sort of get into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah and, yes. and,
2: and was Titanfall this year? Was
3: that, no, last, that was year? last year? Last year.
0: That was actually the yeah. year before that, wasn't that 2013? Actually, Titanfall, or was it? No, it was no. early 2014. Stars, last. Year. Yeah, started, yeah, early started, 2014. Year. Yeah.
2: So well, I mean, Titan- evolve. Evolve is part of that, like. Continued concept, like we're gonna try something new, multiplayer, but it's only gonna focus around this one, this one specific idea,
0: idea this specific concept. To me, and evolve I'd... was like great concept. You didn't flesh it out anywhere near enough.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed it's, like it's... they were they were beta testing that, like or at least they were like showing it off at so many conferences, and they were showing it to at least us in the mainstream press uh, uh, a lot before it came out. And it always felt like okay, we have this really like. This, the best version of this game would be really good, but we just haven't found it yet. And I don't think they found it by the time they released it. I think it was a really good idea, but it just never, it never really worked.
0: Yes, it was. It was the basis of a good game mode without the rest of what you need to make it a good game mode. The argument that I made, I think, in my video about evolve is that the game devolves into glorified hide-and-seek, which as an idea is fine, but you need more stuff in there. I don't want to have to be chasing the fucking monster around for five minutes not knowing where it is, because that's boring. I'm just holding down the shift button and running. I think that those maps should have had more PvE aspects to them. The addition of the little creatures, which would give you buffs, was nice, but it needed more of that kind of stuff. Like, there need to be, like, a side-objective. That, a, a be, that, the, that the monster could maybe go and destroy like the monster can now go and destroy the power generator and if they manage to destroy the power generator it's a risk to go there because the defenders might be waiting for them the hunters might be waiting for them there but if they destroy the power generator then like you lose a certain ability like for the rest of the game and the and the, the, the hunters could maybe do a similar thing I, I, That would, I think, have made the game a lot more engaging. It would have created flashpoints within the map that would have naturally encouraged combat to occur there as opposed to the combat sort of happening because you happen to stumble upon the monster at some so point. So
2: basically combining the two, the, like, the two type of map things that we got. So it's like combine the generator and the eggs. so that, So the hunters have something to do, like hunt down the eggs and the monster can go to the generator and it's all happening on one map. And yeah, so you have to defend certain points. Like, yeah, that just put, would be just put all of that in there. If yeah. it wasn't two separate maps, yeah, that's ridiculous. Having them I two separate why. modes
0: defeats the point of the exercise. I think you know, you you've just got to throw a bit more in there and make it so that so you always have something to do that isn't yeah. just because, like, a lot of the time, even playing the monster, especially early on, is like, all right, um, I'm walking and eating, walking and eating, walking <laughs> and eating. Oh, life simulator. Yeah, and the other guys are like, sprint, 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 sprint. Gotta keep sprinting. Like, oh, and it's a shame because that game had some really cool little aspects, like the dog looking. Yeah, follow the dog. It was follow the dog simulator for a lot of it. (laughs) It's like, you know, find the footprints, look for, look for the evidence, look for the carcasses, and all that kind of thing. Some really interesting and cool ideas in there, and just the game mode just lacked everything. And I mean, the game's dead now on PC. Absolutely dead. Yeah. You look at the concurrent player numbers, it's, it's dead. I, I think that they really botched the launch of that game. They gave people the impression that there was a ton of content hidden behind paywalls, yeah. which actually wasn't true. No, it was just bad marketing. Yeah, really bad marketing.
3: Nightmare. They had yeah. like 12 different versions oh, of that game.
0: Oh, God, it was confusing. You know, they, they confused everybody. As it even confused me as to like, well, okay, so are these hunter, When are these hunters available? How am I going to get them? You know, I, I'm not going to buy the PC Monster Race Edition for 150 <laughs> fucking dollars or whatever, because I, I don't even care that they released with a bunch of skins on day one. The problem is that the the perception of them at that point had got so bad that mm. people completely overreacted to those skins, and that's that's their fault. That's their PR fault. You know, totally. they if there's that four
3: up. versions of that game which are like above 60 dollars, then people are going to feel like they're getting they're being cheap by yeah, spending 60 they're being,
0: Yeah, they're, they're being screwed, which really then kind of not. But th- again, that's it's your like you're the developer, you've got to convince them. It's the same with Siege. Yeah. They've got to convince people that this is worth it. I think Siege is doing a bit of a better job, but it's saddled by the fact that it's fucking Ubisoft. So they're having to fight against a lot of public perception <laughs> there. <clears throat> I- I'd like to bring up Love is in a Dangerous Space Time.
1: I was literally about to say that. <laughs> that was the one that I was trying Did to Did you remember. get a chance
0: to play it, Before. Dodger?
1: I haven't played it, but I know so many it. people who have that I figured we should probably talk yeah, about super,
0: it. Super fun game. Love it. That is... A, I love co-op games that are genuinely built around the concept of co-op from the ground up. If I, I want to go to bring up Borderlands again, Borderlands was not built around the concept of co-op from the ground up. There is nothing that you can do in Borderlands <clears throat> that you uh, with more people than you can't do with one person. Like It's not inherently built around the idea that you have to have other people complimenting each other. It's just a bonus. In... Uh, lovers you really have to have somebody because the idea is you have a ship and you can only man two stations at any given time but there's like six or seven stations to man so it's constant communication and it's constant teamwork and panic and panic and panic (laughs) i had a blast with that that was probably the game i had the most fun playing with my wife this year it was awesome
1: i want to play it with sam when i visit him so
0: good it's it's so good again that's a game that lacks online multiplayer and i really honestly think that you should have it because you can easily just get on voip and have the same experience yeah very easily and that it would really be nice if they implemented that it would help their sales too i wonder how i, d- I don't think that game sold very well did it uh let's oh really? l- so look at um steam spy oh fuck <laughs> Fifteen thousand copies. Th- wow. Uh, that game came out in september uh, bear in mind i pushed the shit out of that game And that game is absolutely going to be in my top 10 this year. But I understand why people don't buy it. Because it's local co-op on PC. You can't do that. (laughs) Like, you just... You can't do it. (sighs) Stop, please. Uh, I don't mind people including, like, couch co-op and split-screen modes in PC. In fact, I think that's great. Please, by all means, do it. But don't make it only that. Because you can't sell it. You just can't. Uh, There's... I don't know if you guys have heard about the new NVIDIA thing that they're working on that you can try now that actually lets you play local co-op over the internet.
1: I, I know that a lot of companies are trying to turn that into a thing. We'll,
2: yeah. s- we'll see. We'll see if that works. Yes. Yeah, It
0: basically uses streaming. So it streams the game and it, all, and it takes the controller inputs from the other guy and then sends them over the internet to, to the guy that's hosting the game. So there's obviously a bit of latency, a little bit of latency involved in there, but with some games, it actually works just fine. I think Lovers would be one of them. Uh, that that would be a game that you could use that NVIDIA whatever it is. I don't know what the name of it is. I've never tried it.
3: Yeah, we tried it in the office with some big stuff like Witcher and whatnot. Uh, but th- th- those are games where you're looking like at a 3D horizon where mm-hmm. lots of the frames are changing, yes. whereas a game like Lovers where it's flat would be... Yeah, would very very better. simple
0: and not it doesn't require, like, lightning-fast reactions. You could probably yeah, you know. get away with a little bit of latency there. I don't know exactly what it's called. It's like it's all linked into the whole, the whole NVIDIA grid and sort of streaming thing. But I think it's called NVIDIA Share, maybe? A game share? Yeah. It's worth trying. Like, there are some games that that would work pretty well for. We managed to gloss over Vermintide, even though we said we were going to talk about Vermintide. <laughs> uh, so let's maybe talk about Vermintide before we wrap this category up and take a break, unless anyone else has a game that super needs to be here. Pretty much everyone here, I guess, had a chance to play Vermintide. A little I bit.
1: Didn't.
0: I like. watched a lot.
3: a lot of people play Vermintide.
1: I watched a lot of people play it, but I didn't play it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jesse, your opinions on Vermintide.
2: I don't know. I mean, I
1: think it's it's it's
2: a like it's a it's a entertaining multiplayer experience. I don't know that I'd call it the best of the year. I wouldn't call um, it the best
0: of the year. I definitely bring it up as a contender, but it's 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 not it's not the best of the year, certainly, but it's to me it's a really competent horde mode co-op yeah, game.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I mean that's absolutely right. It's it it had shades of playing uh Left For Dead way back when and you have moments where you feel like, oh my god, I'm having some of the fun, like crazy experiences I had playing that game, but it's just like not quite there. But it's still, it's still like grab, like a fantastic grab your friends and just slaughter a billion little rat people. Yeah, and you have, you have a great time, like grab it's, your it's, sword
0: and fight the horde kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a good, like it, my best suggestion on how to play it: pick a knight, grab some friends, grab some beer, and just murder Get in shit. There. And it's super fun. Yeah, and and you, it's it's there's a few points where you're gonna have to be like. Uh, what's our strategy here? How are we going to do this? But, but there's a lot of times where it's just like, eff it, let's go ham and kill it's some good people. Good
0: murder, everybody. Yeah. It, there's a really cool feeling of getting right in the thick of it because it's a very yep. melee-centric game. So getting in the thick of it with your friends, there's a, definitely a lot of camaraderie there. You know, playing one of the tank characters and uh, you know, saving one of your friends who just got caught in the middle of a bunch of rat men. It, it has that left-for-dead feel, but it's, it's more visceral because of the melee focus. And I actually enjoy it more than left-for-dead as a result of that. Mm. so I dig that a lot and the the loot system needs some work but I like that it's there it gives me a reason to keep playing I will say that some of the sessions are too long and not getting loot just because you failed at the last hurdle is a fucker that's a real I, I don't want to play with puppies as a result because they screw it up too much they really screw it up too much but I, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun game and I think it's getting better Like the, the new update, the free update they put in just added a ton of new loot, co- loot content and fixed a lot of stuff so I'm really happy about that.
2: Oh, uh, if we're not gonna talk necessarily the best multiplayer experience, I'll just throw on the list. Uh, shout out to Starcraft for Archon mode. That's yes, so
0: oh, yeah, much fun. Sure. Yeah. Full disclosure: we were paid to like it, like quite co-op literally. Co-op mode. <laughs> only the co-op like mode, co-op though. Mode. We shat on the like campaign co-op last co-op. week for a reason, <laughs> but uh, we we did do a little uh, pre-release promo thing like of co-op. us playing Archon the Archon is mode. Different.
4: Archon, is Archon is fun. Different
0: I do want to see Arkon add more content, definitely, definitely, because it is a great mode with not enough in it, like it has really only about six missions, and it currently has six commanders, they're adding, they've announced the new one they're adding, and the new mission they're adding as well, the more stuff they add to that Arkon mode, and the more challenging they make it, the better that uh, mode, sorry, I keep calling it Arkon mode, which is wrong, um, you're talking about co-op mode, yes, the co-op mode, Arkon mode's completely different, that it's still really really fun like it gives the it distills the essence of rts down into kind of a digestible form lets you play with a friend and lets you build wacky and crazy units and use powers which kind of work well with each other like you you feel really overpowered in that mode all the time which i think is really great
2: and 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 you don't yeah it it, when you play most multiplayer rts games especially starcraft you feel almost compelled to to build certain things because you don't want to lose. But when you're playing co-op with your friend, it's like, screw it. I'm going to, you know what? I am going this. medics and, and, and firebats only. Like, yeah, yeah and, and no one cares. It's fun. It's fun.
0: It, it's a really good way to enjoy some RTS without the stress. And that's, I think, like, it's actually what Legacy of the Void went out of its way to try and deal with, because they realized StarCraft is one of the scariest fucking games in multiplayer that exists. It's so intimidating to a lot of people, so they came up with some modes that would try and make it easier to get some StarCraft, but not really be so intimidated by it. So I applaud them for that. They just need more. They need a lot more in that co-op mode. Uh, But you can play that mode for free, which is pretty fucking great. You just download the starter edition, you can actually play co-op straight up and not have to pay for it, which is Insane, actually. <laughs> like, just like, what? You're giving away so much here, but it, it but it is great. Uh, so, conclusion on best multiplayer experience. We'll just go round the room. Name your best multiplayer experience. Go, Dodger. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, Dodger, go. <laughs> um, fuck. I'm trying to remember everything we talked about. Uh,
3: Splatoon was it? S-
1: <sighs> Splatoon is the first one that I mentioned. It's the first one that came to my mind. Um, I think that it, it. Did really good things for like the multiplayer genre, but I think probably the best multiplayer experience is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, Jesse. <clears throat> oh,
1: Rocket
2: League! I'm gonna go with Rocket League.
0: Danny.
3: Yeah, Rocket League. I'm online and and local. Just I I I played it this morning.
0: To me, it is between Lovers and uh, Duck Game.
2: Got to pick one. <laughs> Got to pick one. You can't.
3: Save
0: I'm going I'm going Well, I don't have to pick one. It's my show. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> go- <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Duck Game on the sole basis that it's a fucking riot and hilarious, quack. and there is an a quack button that you can pitch up and down. <laughs> no other game has this feature. Are like, I want to see more content in my games. There's your fucking content right there, alternating, modulating, pitch-modulated quacking.
3: Oh,
0: I gotta play this game. Oh, it's it's too fucking good. I, I'm very surprised. Like, bearing in mind you're in an office with other people, you could play it. Yeah, which, you haven't played oh it yet. Bitch it's too fucking good (laughs) it's too good all right we're gonna take a break when we come back we are gonna be moving on to best rpg i
3: love that we've only done two
0: two yeah
1: (laughs) we have a giant
0: i kind of saw this coming that's
1: why before we even started tv was like we're not gonna get through we're not we have no chance of getting through all of this
0: (laughs) at all it's like i don't know if two shows gonna be enough for this but it's cool all right we're coming back after the break best rpg folks don't go anywhere you are watching the co-optional podcast Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast, or the Co-Opti Awards, I guess you could call it. The co We
2: to to fan art a Co-Opti. What does the a Co-Opti's look like? I don't know. Send us your image.
0: <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if I want their image, actually. It's
1: I... just TV's hand like this
2: on a plaque. Oh, so, yeah, and, yeah. Not... and then it's little Chibi Jesse and Dodger wrapped around it, hugging the finger.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Perfect. Indeed. Indeed.
1: Uh, go, music in this it.
0: live show, by the way, of course, provided by Miracle of Sound. His new album, Level 6, and yes, I'm shilling for my friend, Fuck You, is available now on MiracleofSound.bandcamp.com. <laughs> it.
2: Fucking shout out TB We're We shilling. We shilling, fuck. Hey, yeah, I'm honest shilling?
0: about it. That's all that fucking shilling matters. Like I'll shill the hell out of him. Great album. Okay, so we're gonna move on to best RPG, and I'm gonna let Jesse talk first because I know exactly what he's about to say. Yeah, no
2: need to talk. No need to talk. Witcher three. It's easy. <laughs> I don't even have to. I don't even have to describe why it's the best. It is. It's the best well, RPG. Uh, of
0: the you year. Uh, you actually should describe it because otherwise it's boring. So,
2: <laughs> oh, oh, all right. Uh, Sum up why Witcher has, three is the best. It has the it has story, music, gameplay characters uh setting uh the fantasy you need in an rpg it has all the like bonuses rpg fun things like you the crafting and the like side quests and the random shit and the open world that isn't boring it has it literally has everything you could want in an rpg
1: yeah i was gonna say sorry no i how? mean it has it no just to say I,
2: I was gonna go for a a joke about how fallout 4 is shit after that but it's okay we all know it so i don't need a joke <laughs> So I don't need a joke. Uh, I, don't, and- I don't think Fallout
0: 4 should even be sniffing the best RPG category yeah. this year. Not even close. Because it isn't. Like, it's, it's barely an RPG. It is the yeah. least RPG of any Fallout game since Brotherhood of fucking Steel, unless, of course, you count Shelter. <laughs> and even Shelter let you manage your goddamn settlers, at least.
3: Yeah, Fallout 4 is, a, is an exercise in which way do you want to kill everyone? It's, yeah, and it, you know, um, r- RPG games usually give you a bit more agency than that, at least.
0: Yeah, or, or they're really, ob- uh, they're really honest about it, and uh, they're Diablo. You know, it's like yeah, yeah, loot game. For yeah, Hollowfall is I, a loot game, actually. Yeah, I,
1: I totally agree with Jesse, um, specifically because I hate open world games, and this game actually inspires me to want to walk around and find quests, and also the knowledge that side quests are really important, even if they don't feel like they're important at the time, they can affect the world, and they can even affect, like, the main story. And that sort of intricacy in the game is so important to how dedicated and, like, how much you allow yourself to commit to that world, right? And, And getting really wrapped up in it. I just think that the sort of things that people can sometimes find boring or bogging down the game actually improve it and that's Mm -hmm. really hard to do
0: i think that with an open world the interesting term that always gets used is sandbox right but Mm -hmm. weirdly enough sandbox is like described as a positive whereas i've used sandbox for what it actually is it's a box full of fucking sand and nothing else like the the, a good open world to me is one that i have a real desire to explore because i know i'm going to stumble across something really awesome and there are loads of open world games that don't Like they really don't. Just Cause Three does not. I do not have a desire. The only desire I really had in that game to explore was to fly over to the volcano and see if there was anything there. Turns out there wasn't. That was a waste of time. You know, I'm not going to find too many surprises in that that really affect the the game because they don't. The game never has the ability to do that. Like I can't really find some like hidden weapon that I can then use or whatever or something really fucking awesome. I was disappointed that they claimed there was a boat in that game called Whale Shark, and I hoped it was an actual rideable whale shark, because it's, awesome. it's just cause. Why not? And it's not. It's like a fishing boat. It's shit. It, uh, but with Witcher 3, and RPGs in particular, have the ability to really create an open world where you are encouraged to explore, and because you'll find something that's not only interesting, but useful. You know, something that really affects the story. And the best open world games are the ones that lead you on this adventure, through you know you're almost stumbling through the world and stumbling upon interesting things there's very few games that manage to do that witcher 3 does seem like it is one of those
3: and there are so many games which uh, the world is there almost as a go do what you want we've made all these experiences and you can pick which experience you want to do and we want to make sure you have a good time and in doing so they sort of make you feel like you are the most powerful person in that world, which I guess, you know, that's just a, a thing that we like in games. But there's something about The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt where, as Geralt, you, you know that your influence, even though the sort of the, eventually you do end up embarking on a sort of a world-saving <clears throat> aspect, like you, you're just one person and you know that you can't fix everything. So when you play games like Fallout and you're like, okay, do I want to side with the Brotherhood of Steel or do I want to side with this crowd because I want this to be the end game. Whereas... In The Witcher, be it what Dodger was saying with like side quests that you don't know if they matter just to that person or if they're going to bleed in here to like not bothering going down entire quest lines and not knowing if that's going to punish you. Like even when you're making the final decision in quests, you're never really sure how it's going to pan out. So like I ended up having a world in which, you know, because of my decisions. Now Novigrad was this massive like racist hellhole which happened because of what I did but it wasn't like I was foreseeing that and trying to manipulate the game and I think there's something really powerful there where it's a role playing game in which your actions matter but it's not like you have it's not like you're you're the puppet master where you're Yeah you're just you don't have this game. clairvoyant
0: ability to see exactly what's going to happen as a result of your actions which is you know that is definitely a cool aspect of it. But we're talking a lot about the open world and not really kind of about it as an RPG because I think mm-hmm. if you focus a lot on the open world, then people are going to turn around and say, well, Fallout 4 had a really good open world. I was like, it did. But the reason I don't think that Fallout 4 should get anywhere fucking near the RPG category is that almost every aspect of what I define a role-playing game as is missing from it. Mm-hmm. Like the ability to role-play, for instance. You know, that's, that's generally fairly important. You know, when you got your dialogue system, when you cut a lot of your choices down to... Uh, I have enough charisma to get this thing, or I have to do this thing instead or shoot you, those are not really all that meaningful. You can get out of a lot of situations by talking, but it's so less nuanced than the previous games. I mean, an example of like in Fallout 1 and 2, if you have low enough intelligence, you have so few dialogue options, you're literally just grunting at people. (laughs) It's It's a fundamentally different way to play that game. And there's actually very few... RPGs that I think have done that. The only other one that I can think of, off the top of my head, is Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines. When you played it as an Osferatu, it was a completely different experience because they cut you off from a bunch of content in the game. They were willing; they were willing to do that, and uh, that does take some guts. Uh, Fallout Four is, to me, like terrified of uh, giving the player that degree of agency.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird that the game, the hype built on that game, was about how. Like you can make your own character, and you can be a man or a woman, and oh my god, the, the ways you can make your character look, and this is your RPG. We're gonna give you this and this and this, and then it's not like and that's not your RPG all. At it all it is, all it is, is making a character that looks like the way you want, and then yeah. after that, it's really bland. Like it's really bland, and like I don't, it's disappointing. It's thoroughly a disappointment of a game.
0: It's a disappointment as an RPG to me. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I do enjoy roaming the Royce Land, getting new guns, and crafting shit. And the gunplay is a lot better, and the combat is a lot better than the previous Fallout iteration games. But that doesn't make it a good RPG. That's the problem I've got with it. You know, it's, it's almost as much of an RPG as fucking Mad Max is, as to say it yeah. isn't at all, really. Yeah. The we- that's weird, isn't it? Because you think about it, like, in, in a lot of these open world games, you do a lot of these RPG like things that Fallout does. Like, <clears throat> oh, well, you level up and you gain skills. It's like, yes, yeah, you do that with Far Cry. As well, there's this weird crossover now. I think, but what? Yeah, it's
3: it's the difference between seeing an open world in which you 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 see all the options you have and you choose them, and having an open world in which you don't know what's going on and you just have to make choices on what what's presented to you. So, like Fallout Four, I enjoy Fallout Four for what it is, but it doesn't feel like an RPG because I feel like I have the same like agency as I do in Just Cause, where I'm like, oh I'm gonna go to that island and liberate it. Uh, or like I'm going to join that crew and then finish the game that way. Whereas The Witcher, like, it feels real because you're sort of humbled and you don't really know. Like you're making decisions with your gut, which I don't feel like I'm doing a Fallout. I feel like I'm making decisions with a calculator.
2: Yeah. Well, do, do you do you think that the the reason why Witcher translates better as an RPG is that in Fallout and a lot of RPG games recently, it suffers from that. We're trying to make it. A game where the main character is that sort of like... He's a Mary Sue. The, right? yeah, like that, that, the, the Twilight thing. He's trousers. Like, with, a pair of yeah, trousers main,
0: that you put on.
2: Yeah, it, it's... You're, you're a bland, boring character, but that's because that's so everyone can be that bland, boring character that is... And, and <clears throat> yep. in The Witcher you're playing as Geralt and like it's his story and everything that happens to him like the fact that he has all these like th- like there's so much shit he can get into and it's all based off the fact that like well yeah, this is what this guy like... Yeah, he has all these problems with women, because in the last two games, he's banged everything that's moved. Like, there's li- like you have all these things, and you're playing the character, you're role-playing as that guy. And then in other games, and even like Dragon Age, for example, your character's like, just a bland, like, yes, this is what we should do. We <laughs> that are- wasn't the
0: case in Origins, though. Like, And, and that's, right. that's the why I'll, I'll defend Origins to the death over the other ones, because they weren't afraid to have a traditional dialogue system where the character was mute. Like, having the character speak is, is not always bad, because I think, you know, in Witcher 3 it is great, and it's still a role-playing game, even though you're role-playing as a specific person, as Geralt, you are still role-playing, you still have those, those choices there, but Geralt is a well-written character, whereas in Dragon Age, you were able to use these dialogue choices to turn your blank slate into something else. <clears throat> No, mm. Into someone fundamentally different that you could define and truly roleplay. That wasn't the case in Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age 3, and I don't think it's the case in Fallout either, because of how simplistic those dialogue options are.
3: Mm. Yeah, I- and the character in Fallout has like l- so little weight in the world, like even less than previous games. Like they might as well just have like jacked into the Matrix or and be a cipher. They might as well. They are basically you, the player. I am playing this video game because it's like Jesus fuck, the world is weird, and here's all the stuff I can do. Whereas The Witcher. Like like Jesse was saying, like you've got two games of emotional like decisions and weight and politics, and you are playing as Geralt, who is this like character is getting pulled in like several directions. So it's almost like you know, like in, in creative worlds, it's it's always good to have an anchor. It's always good to be creatively limited in one way because it yes. makes the other decisions more important. Absolutely, like Geralt is almost a better character because there are certain things which are defined. This is what Geralt is, so your decisions have more of an impact on.
1: And yeah. some people, some people in chat right now are saying that um, the experience was totally different if you hadn't played the other Witcher games, which I'm sure is true. But like I, way. I hadn't played the other Witcher games, and I still was immediately immersed in Witcher three. So I, don't...
2: I yeah, same her here. Blew through story in that game. She was like, next story, next story, next story. Like, and that's yeah, it's a, it's it's an immersive, fun game where. And again, I'll say I'll say it again, I feel like a lot of the AAA RPGs have got caught up in the we're trying to make this the role-playing game is you, the player, are playing a role of, like, I'm in this world. And that's not necessarily what an RPG needs to be. You're playing the role of X character, not the role of you in the world. Like, it, it makes it I don't know. It's, it, I yeah, feel like putting, RPGs putting have your, lost their way. That's
0: an interesting idea. You know, they're just putting yourself in the game. It's like, you're boring. You don't seem to understand. <laughs> yeah. You're fucking boring. That's... Yeah. What was uh, what was Sky Williams' awesome fucking quote he keeps bringing up? Real life is not an anime, and even if it were, none of us are the fucking main character. You <laughs> know?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We're boring. I don't want to be boring. I want to be Geralt. Geralt's interesting, you know? <laughs> just, I don't want to be me. Like, I suck. I, I sit around playing video games all day. I'd be useless in this fucking world. Uh, I mean, not to mention the other issues with Fallout 4. It's like, oh God, my uh, I. Uh, that's actually a minor spoiler, isn't it? I've got to be careful about that because for people who haven't seen it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh, yes. I, okay, I'll I'll be as generic as possible. <laughs> there is this thing which is really important to me that I must go and rescue. Timers of the essence. Uh, I'm just going to wander off here for 30 hours and do some shit. It'll wait. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: I mean, I'll, I know a lot of games suffer from that problem. But I I actually, I loved it. And this is is a minor spoiler for a game that's like three years old, uh, Deus Ex-Human Revolution. I love the fact that the first sequence in that game, if you do what you usually do in video games, like, you know, times of the essence, you know, the hostage situation, you've got to get out there. And you don't, hostages are fucking dead by the time you get there. it's like, you idiot, we told you this was going to (laughs) happen. But because your expectations of a video game is the game will wait for me, that wasn't the case. And I love it when games subvert that. Uh, Speaking of subversion because we talked a lot about which uh we have got to talk about undertale. It's sure. not fair not to mention undertale.
1: I'm so glad I wasn't the one who had to mention it.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Undertale was definitely coming up. And there's certainly a, a couple of other games in this category that deserve mentioning. And Dodge, you've played the most undertale, I think out of all of us.
1: Yes, probably played almost 30 hours of that game. God. Which is impressive um, considering
0: it's like an 8-hour game, but it does have replayability, yeah. so.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Undertale is, is fantastic as an RPG, I think, because you're dropped into this world. Um, the, the like you know beginning story of this game is that monsters have been forced underground and you're a human who falls into a hole, like a human child who falls mm-hmm. into a hole. And from the very beginning of the game, you get to choose how you interact with the world and depending on the choice that you make... Um, it vastly changes the way that every single person in the game interacts with you um, It employs lots of different mechanics like different fights that you have um are all completely different while employing like the same elements. The mechanics are always different and uh I just think it's so fascinating it makes it makes you really think about who you are in the game like how you want to live your life as this character. It's, it's interesting.
0: I, mean, I found uh, that particular aspect of it to be kind of uh, binary in many ways. Uh, the whole idea of fight it or spare it. But that wasn't what interested me about it. The fact that you can spare every monster or kill every monster isn't the cool thing to me. Mm. It's the desire that the game Uh, sort of evokes in me to take a certain action, not because it's the optimal way to do it, or because I want a certain outcome, because I actually don't have the desire to hurt these things. Like, it's a weird reversal in the case that monsters in that game are much weaker than, than you as a human. Like, monsters are not the antagonist. You kind of are, and yet, you know, you never, you go into the game not knowing that, really. But you have the choice to to not be. And what really interested me about it was the the different ways in which it allowed you to figure out how to befriend monsters, and how strangely enough, through this little bullet hell mini game, they actually managed to represent <clears throat> so many different ideas. It's like you, this guy is throwing emo- emotions at me as bullets. These are emo- yeah. These are feel bullets, is what they are. And it. The game always does things that surprise me. Like, it's constantly surprising me. I'm not fully done with it yet. I think I'm pretty close to the end. It's never bored me, really, with the exception of every now and again, there's a couple too many random encounters. Because, uh, mm. you know, once you encounter the same creature and you figure out how to spare it, it becomes procedural. Doing it over and over again is the worst. It's not... That is yeah. not fun. Worst. Yeah. That it but thankfully there's not too much of that like i think the pacing is unless you deliberately run around the same area and over over again you are you are going to not run too much into that but i i love the way that the game is consistently <clears throat> subverting my expectations both mechanically and in terms of what i expect from the characters and they end up being completely different to how i originally expected them to be they're full of surprises They've got a little bit of depth to them. The writing's really, really funny. I mean, it, it suits my sense of humor down to a fucking T.
1: It's so it, good.
0: Yeah, it manages but... to do the lol random, you know, sp- I am the penguin of Tadoom thing without going overboard with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is, that's a difficult balance to me.
2: It's 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 a weird, like, and this is, it's, it's an amazing
0: experience.
2: Like, it's hard to quantify, like, what I don't like about Undertale. Because I, I think it's, like, one of those things, like, Dodger and uh, uh, Rocket League. We're like, I don't know. It's just something I... I, The experience, the story behind it, I love. I think the music is awesome. I think there's a lot to love in that game. Mechanically, it drives me crazy. Like, I just... For some reason, I can't... Like, it it becomes a struggle. And the only thing keeping me going... It reminds me of Final Fantasy XI. Where it's like, I just... Need to wait twelve hours to find a party in order to experience the story. With this, with this game, it's like, all right, I need to go through all this awful BS of these random encounters. I, I know, I know what this monster's problem is. Why do we keep figure out what a fucking monster's problem is? It's the worst. So, and just to get to the story, which is fundamentally really entertaining and like worth like the price of admission alone, but. It's it drives me crazy. Like I just I can't get past how much I just like the mechanics of the game. The,
3: there is a, I'm, I I'm in a similar spot where I've enjoyed listening to people talk about Undertale more than I do play that game myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it is actually a game you could watch because I think that you know, a lot of the surprises come from the dialogue and things that are shown on screen. There are a couple of mechanical surprises that I really enjoyed. I love the way that the game has a flat out disregard for its own rules. Uh, like things will just come out of the uh, for instance the with the little mini game battle system the game says all right you dodge bullets in this box and here's the box except when we completely disrespect the box like yeah. it's like oh uh this shit's actually coming from over here now and um the, you know, the one of the first real examples of that is when you're you're attacked literally by tears and the tears are coming from the eyes of the monster which is up here <laughs> instead of it just being a picture of the monster and then the battle is here Um, the UI uh, feels very um, uh, very moldable like and to me like the UI in a game establishes a set of rules which can't really be broken except Undertale breaks them all the fucking time and every time it does it it's fucking great like when I'm like oh shit he's about to do a special attack it's a fucking dog The dog runs along the bottom of the screen barks at you and then runs away and then the guy's like what the fuck and I'm like
1: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) you surprised
0: me again this was fun you know
1: Um, the other thing from like a an rpg aspect that i think is really powerful is the fact that it it also acknowledges that you the player exist that like
0: yeah that you you are not you are both the character and the person behind the screen
1: you're existing in a world that can be reset and they acknowledge that and utilize that as such an important mechanic of the game and, and I and that of the narrative that makes it feel too. all yeah. the more personal to you while you're playing it. You're just like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> yes, th- th- there's definitely a lot of that to it. Uh, it. I mean, as I say, mechanically, it doesn't do anything super complex, but it takes very traditional ideas and constantly fucks with them and constantly fucks with you as the player in the best possible way. Um, yeah, it's an experience. It's an experience that I would say it's one of those games that you have to start down that path
2: of playing it, and it might not be for you, but... You need to, like, at least try it. Like, try the... Because it's, yeah, it's, like, one of those things that a lot of people a, a long time from now will be like, remember Undertale? And, yeah, it's, it's, it's a game that, that challenges a lot of what you think about video games.
0: It, yeah, it does. I think it's going to have an impact on the way that some games are developed in the future. I think in a similar way to the way I think Stanley Parable had a bit of an impact on uh, some of the ideas... That are coming in, you know, games in, in the future. The idea of kind of breaking the fourth wall and subverting expectations, I think it, it will have influence. It'll be a, it'll it'll be a, a game a game of for impact, a game for change. What was that category that in <laughs> oh, the yeah. game was? It'll be that. It'll be one game, of those games for
1: impact. Games for, or... impact? Games yeah. for impact.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of other oh, RPGs shit. that definitely are worth bringing up. I have to bring up Pillars of Eternity as a, just a, an incredible example of a really good CRPG. Like that's a, in terms of like pure traditional computer role-playing, that game is far and away the game that most personifies that in 2015, definitely. Mm. Really well put together. Great stories, great world, great original world. A lot of actual role-playing that you can do. A lot of the traditional stuff that I think a lot of people enjoyed from Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale, etc. Definitely worth bringing that one up. I don't have the time to finish that game. It's way too fucking long, but uh, what I played about, I really enjoyed. Um, are, we missing, are we missing any? Darkest Dungeon, I think. I mean, even though it's still early access, I mean. Uh,
1: that's not an RPG, though. Everybody's yeah, expendable a... in that game. Mm. Unless you establish, like, you as the person who's hiring. It's, it's a these tactics people.
0: RPG. Like, it's not It's not a sort of. It's not a traditional RPG, but it is a tactics RPG. It's a battle RPG, I think is probably the best way to describe out this it.
2: Year. So, is would it, you say Sunder C?
3: It's more of a roguelike,
0: Sunless life,
2: right? Sea? I don't know if that's an
0: RPG. Uh, it's, 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 I, uh, it's hard to say that Sunless Sea is an, is an RPG, because I don't think there's really all that many opportunities to roleplay in uh, Sunless Sea. It is a, it's a very narratively focused roguelite. <coughs> that's by the way that I would kind of describe it. It's a, it's a weird genre, Melda. It's cool. Oh, I loved everyone's it.
2: S- hmm. Everyone's saying Shadowrun Hong Kong and Xenoblade are also, also... games that...
1: I haven't played either oh, yeah, time, so I could not tell you. Colors of know. Eternity, too. Did we mention that? I yet? just the, yeah, you did. You just yeah. did. Sorry,
0: yeah. Danny. Did you get a chance to play Xenoblade? Like, I'm not much of a console gamer, so I haven't touched it yet.
3: Yeah, and it's a Wii U game, so even folks who own consoles, a lot of them don't own that. Um, yeah. There's been t- I I didn't because it came out right around Game of the Year stuff, and we had to pick our battles. But Peter Brown, our reviews editor, and Alexei Kurya here both played it, uh, and it's in like it's one of Peter's favorite games of the year, uh, and. It it seems like it's an incredible game that I wish was on more platforms so more people could get to play it. Apparently about half you know, thirty hours in when you get the mech, it basically like changes your perspective of scale and that world right. completely fundamentally. And like a lot of games are open world. This thing is like this huge sprawling planet which just goes on for ages and ages uh, apparently you can play it if you didn't play the other game in the series yeah it's an easy one to get into um yeah we gave it i think it was a it was either an eight or nine out of ten. and it seems to be from people who have played it you know it only came out a month ago it's a long game and they seem to really enjoy it
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah that's my that's it's on my list of things to just play i just have another mm. chance
0: it's time man there's so many big games that came out this year that it's like how the fuck do we even finish any of these yeah
2: well that's good though right this is it's been a terrific year so
0: yeah chat is very good at listing games that didn't come out in 2015 and needs to (laughs) fucking learn what google is (laughs) yeah uh, for real no, no. there
1: have been so many times where they've said one and i'm like wait did that come out this year no it yeah. did
0: not <laughs> the, the worst thing is people getting mad about it it's like why the fuck are you mentioning wasteland 2 it's like because it came out in 2014 yeah. and won an arbitrary Award original in was 2014 2014 like, <laughs> yeah yeah come on guys we're come very
2: on. much aware of what came out this year
0: yeah uh okay uh, yeah so i guess we can uh wrap this category up with Quick Fire. best opportunity jesse witcher 3 danny witcher 3 Dodger, I'll be the Lone Dissenter and say just in terms of pure RPG Pillars of Eternity. All right. Cool. Let us uh, move on to... This should be a very... Yes?
1: Can we... I know that you said that you wanted to skip the music categories. I really do. (laughs) But can we just say what we had written down as our options oh,
0: okay okay um yeah. just right to say them and okay them so we'll just make because i was going to do some music categories and then realized how stupid that kind of was on a show where we couldn't really play the music uh, yeah. so we'll a very very quick roundup of it uh so i'm going to name this arbitrary music stuff there we go <laughs> that is now the name of the category yes all right what you know favorite video game music this year what did you like very quickly
1: uh my favorite original music was undertale and my favorite licensed music use was hotline miami 2
0: cool Danny, anything that stood Uh, out for you this year?
3: Yeah, uh, Hotline Miami 2 as well, Uh, and also in that category, Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain, had some
2: really good licensed stuff in
3: there as well.
0: That's very true, very true. Jesse? Uh,
2: Favorite licensed uh, Hotline Miami 2, I think, hands down. Favorite, like, original? Oh, God. I don't know, Ori and the Blind Forest, I think, was was beautiful music.
0: that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I refuse to answer this question because it's part of the Arbitrary Awards, and then you can watch that one <laughs> next week. Um, <laughs> all right, next, Gary. So uh, this is going to be a nice and easy one for you. The game you spent the most time on this year.
2: <laughs>
0: Oof. I mean, Who's going to win this one? Yep. Oh, this
2: is, easy. this is a quick category. Yeah, this uh, is you know, this three. Is, there, easy, done. Yeah, right, I was yeah. going to say, this is very... hours of went. Easy.
0: Yeah, right. I, 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 I would like you to tell people why you spent as much time as you did on it. <laughs>
2: Oh, on Gwent, because it's it, the same reason I spent all that time on the Final Fantasy card games and and the the fucking underwater ball game. And I don't know, it's a weird. It's like I'm playing the game I love, and there's another game I love inside the game I love. Mm. How can I go wrong? It's terrific. That's it's fair. it's yeah. And then it affects the world. It, like by unlocking these cards, then I can go fight other assholes who have even better cards. <laughs> so I can get those cards in the world I'm playing in has this guy who, you know, maybe someday I'll, like, find a girl and bang her on the back of a unicorn with Gwent cards. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's great. Right. I, I love Gwent. I don't know why, it's simple and easy, and it's a card game I've yet to lose at, and I feel really good about it. Did you seriously
0: play more Gwent than the actual main game?
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh god. I, people who are curious, the reason why they don't see me play a lot of Gwent on the actual videos is because off-camera I go to towns and find people to play Gwent with, so I, so like, it's just not, I'm just trying to avoid it in the video, so I'm, I'm way further ahead (laughs) in Gwent than I am in the actual game. Oh god, yeah. I've got problems.
0: Okay, fair enough. Like, how, how many hours do you estimate that you've uh, sunk into Witcher this year?
2: I don't know. On both, uh, I played both uh, the GOG and the Steam version. Uh, so I I don't know, maybe like... Yes.
0: <laughs> Nobody's going to know if you're telling them the truth. Just make it up.
2: Oh, my God. Well, I was going to go look <laughs> up my Steam and then add it to, the, I don't know, maybe like 120 hours, okay, roughly.
0: Okay, cool. All right, Danny. What game yeah, you spend Witcher, the most time on this year? Witcher 3.
2: Uh,
3: I completed my, on the Xbox One, God help me, uh, at 120 hours. But I've played it on, I built a new PC recently and I've been playing it on that. Uh, I've done, i probably be at 200 in total. Uh, Gwent is super fun, especially because it's like this Pokemon-style Gwent tournament in Novigrad at the end of that shit. It's just like, they, they fully committed to that Gwent in, a, even, in even a at, like, dumb
2: way. You go to a party and, like, you're at the party, and all the drunk nobles are like, you want to play Gwent? You're like, hell yeah, dude! (laughs) There's, there's, I swear to God, there's one moment where I almost had an aneurysm where you need to go around, and you're hunting down, like, one of the crime bosses, and you're trying to, there's, you have an option to either storm into the casino and beat everyone up, or go to the casino and play in a Gwent, like, play guys in Gwent to get the information. The problem is, I was like, if I don't do the beat-up guy's quest, I lose out on this other guy's quest line, so I gotta go do that. And I was so mad, I was like... (gasps) I miss I miss the tournament.
3: Oh my god! And, and shout out to Heart of Stone as well because that expansion pack is so good.
2: It's super, super dope. Good. Yeah.
0: Dodger, how uh, the game you spent the most time on this year?
1: So, uh, <laughs> so last night, I went onto my Steam and I looked up what game I had spent I the know most exactly hours what on. on. Zer- Zer- this is about Zer- to Zer- be yeah. Sakura <laughs> Clicker.
0: But you didn't play it for the vast majority of that. That's you literally just thing. left it's it running while you left play. the country. That doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, an actual game that I've spent just like way too much time playing is uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Because they have right. like new game modes and stuff. That's sure. been really, really fun and I already loved the base Binding of Isaac game, so yeah. That's,
0: that's totally fair. I've seen people sink a huge <laughs> amount of time into that. Yeah. hmm
1: Nearly 200 hours on Sakura Clicker, guys.
0: But you didn't play it, so...
1: I know! That doesn't matter. I'm... Oh my god, wait. That's right. It gains money while you have it off. I haven't opened don't it Don't turn forever. it on. It's
0: gonna freeze your system. Don't, don't
2: do it.
1: Money You'll you crash. Gain. No. Like... I already no. hit
0: play. No! It already happened. Oh, you idiot. God, if I... have to
1: know how much You break the podcast,
0: I'll never forgive you.
1: I have to know how much dollars I have. Oh, god.
0: For me... Uh, the most time, I think, actually was still Hearthstone this year. I definitely played less Hearthstone this year than I have last year, but I still played a lot of fucking Hearthstone this year. I, I did sink a lot of time into Overwatch. I think total about 70 hours into the beta. And I also sunk about 70 hours into Dirty Bomb. But definitely the game that I spent the most time on this year was still Hearthstone. And I'm spending a good amount more time on it now since they released the, the latest adventure because I feel like it's very much spiced the game up in a huge way that the last expansion didn't it's it's very much changed a lot of uh, of how that game plays out and given a ton of new options to do stupid <coughs> shit and some of that stuff even works which is great so i'll take that plus like it's a game you could play like anywhere uh, yeah. you know you know how you mentioned the thing about the the nobleman saying hey you want to play gwen for us at an esports event is it hey you want to play hearthstone <laughs> like it's it's that so yeah, lots and lots and lots of Hearthstone still. It's definitely the game I've spent the most time on this year, the most individual time on. All right, next category. This should be an interesting one. A game that surprised you the most this year, for whatever reason that may be. It could be uh, one that surpassed your expectations. It can be one that was just I had no idea what the fuck I was expecting when I went into this. Any anything. So uh, here's
3: a, a game that I saw at a couple of preview events. That- the, there's always, at least from our side on the sort of the mainstream press side, you can tell when somebody's not getting behind a game by when they release it and the amount of like time they're giving to it. Mm. But man, when Until Dawn came out, that game was like so much better than I think anyone was was trying to that's, sell it as.
2: That's absolutely what I have written down too. I think Until Dawn was the biggest surprise I had. I even E three like seeing the. Like, they had – I didn't even see anything. out. They had it, like, in a room, like, a little tiny room and, like, a few little things set up, but no one was playing it. It was – everyone was just sort of looking at it like, what is this? And I guess everyone just assumed it was going to be another, like, jump scary kind of like – That's yeah, another you know. one I
0: assumed out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like, stupid jump I scary never, horror game, and it's not.
2: I haven't cared that much about characters in a video game in a long time. Like, I the, – the process of keeping those damn kids alive was the most stressful – like, it was like you were a parent, and you had to take care of these little children. You're like, don't, please, whatever you do, don't do this. And do-. It, was, it, it was fantastic. The story I thought was great. I thought the characters were good. I thought, here's the crazy thing. The acting was actually really, really good. Yeah. It wasn't, like, awful cheese ball. It was, like, I think everything about it was phenomenal. And I, I it came as a huge shock to me. Like, I, it, it's definitely in my top ten of the year. Like, it blew me away. I was like, this game is great.
0: You know what's really interesting about Until Dawn is that they built an entire game around the idea of yelling at horror movie protagonists in a theater. Yep. Yep. It's like, don't go in there! They built a whole game around that. <laughs> but because you can stop them from going in there. Like that's, they gave, finally gave you the power to, to save the people in a, in a slasher movie where almost everybody dies. I, it's an interesting
3: category. It. Uh, it's an interesting category as well because it almost implies that these are games that you weren't expecting much from. So, like, Until 1 is a game that I think I enjoyed so much because I was expecting it to be a crock of some like David Cage absolutely car bullshit. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. but it, but it's it the ended best- up like totally subverting my
2: expectations. It's the best David Cage game ever made. Yeah, it's
0: completely yeah yeah.
2: 100%, yeah. yeah. He wasn't involved. It's like the Star Wars movies, the one where Lucas wasn't involved, best one. <laughs> like it's it's yeah, it's the best David Cage game. It's fantastic. Um yeah, I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. The entire experience was I might mean, but amazing bad to say about it, but it was still pretty fucking good. And and like I don't yeah, it's I don't know, completely blew me away. Expectations hey, I, like
3: I think I've I've already talked about Rocket League too much already probably but that's another game where like i had no expectations of that because i literally it came up on psn as a free download and i played yeah. it one morning on a live stream and was like oh you like i go back and watch that live stream now and it's so dumb so i'm like "Oh, this game looks pretty good i might play it for another hour and then i'm like it's basically taken over my like social life now in the evenings yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> um yeah jumping off of that game that i have talked about way too much already but i'm still gonna mention i played undertale literally the second that it went up on steam because uh my friend octopimp uh he's friends with toby fox and so he was like oh my friend toby made this game like it might be up your alley and so i wound up playing it like the second it came out and had no expectations expected to play it for like maybe a half hour and be like all right that was an okay thing and uh It wound up being, like, my game of the year, so that was obviously a huge surprise. The other game that I was told to play and thought it sounded really stupid and it wound up being really fun and having lots of jokes that were right up my alley was Chroma Squad. Um, That game, I literally was told to play for, like, three live streams in a row, and I was like, this game... I don't know. It doesn't look like my sort of game. Like it's not the sort of game that I'm good at. I don't I mean, think that I'm you, really going to enjoy it. You're not
0: much it. of a, a tactics RPG player, really, are you?
1: No, but that game wound up being super fun. Like really, really fun. And uh, and I've done all right with like the tactical aspect of it on easy. So it's not a hugely <laughs> hard
0: game unless you turn it right up. Yeah. Yeah, that but... game was. I expected to like it going in cuz it's like oh it's a strategy RPG mixed with Power Rangers. Mm. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: And you for some reason your cardboard costume is like you it, it's it's so weird cuz I can never quite figure out when it's fucking with me and when it's not. It's saying um <laughs> ah, uh well we're we're playing the role <laughs> of Power Rangers for this uh, series that we're shooting. So it was like <laughs> and our cardboard armor has special powers I I just, I just stopped asking questions at a certain point. I'm just like, you know what? This is great. Let's go. <laughs> I,
3: I didn't play that. Does it play a bit like Freedom Force? That's kind of what it sounds like. Um,
0: it does not. I kind oh. of wish that oh, you've now reminded me of Freedom Force. So now I hate you because we'll never <laughs> see another one. That game was fucking great. Uh, it's more like the, the, the two segments of it are you, uh, kind of, you spend your money on improving like your studio set. The whole conceit is that you were in a Power Rangers knockoff show, got sick of the director's bullshit and said, we'll make our own with blackjack and hookers, basically. And you have to start from scratch with a really low budget. And it's like, yeah, we uh, make our swords out of cardboard and stuff like that. And you have certain little uh, objectives that are kind of tied into making the scene exciting. But it's still like a, a battle RPG. Like you can still kind of die in it so those are the two components of it you, the shooting of the scenes and the episodes is the battles and then the everything else is the management where you All buy right. buy stuff and you 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 hire marketers to boost certain aspects of your like stats and shit. it's it's neat it's really neat. Cool. um what's uh undertale uh, definitely has to come up on the list of things that surprised me because i didn't go in with expectations and I, i'm kind of glad that i didn't wait too long because I think that if I'd started playing it like a week ago, my expectations would have been completely fucked up by the ridiculous fandom that that game has.
1: That's why I've told a lot of my friends who are like, I still haven't played that game. Should I try it? I'm like, wait. Just wait a while until it dies down until it so that, down. like. Um, I know a lot of people who were really surprised by City Skylines.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah totally because we expected it to suck especially yeah because most city. of the time yeah.
1: city builders blow blow yeah, they, ass they do so.
0: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that there's definitely a lot of that uh what else i'm, I'm just to... looking through games and i'm like
2: most of the games i thought were gonna be good turned out like turned out to be good like they were very i mean yeah there were very few, and then the games I thought were going to be bad turned out to be, like, it was, it was a pretty solid year for knowing what you were going to get, except for a few very big AAA exceptions.
0: Uh, Battlefront, uh, that being one of them. I mean, uh, I, I, this Battlefront did not surprise me, because having already played the alpha and the beta, I knew that I was going to hate it. <laughs> and I did.
2: I think uh, uh, Arkham Knight. Was a negative surprise. That was for a me. negative
0: surprise for not running properly on PC at all. Yeah, that was. Oh, I was
2: a... going to say for forcing me to drive that fucking Batmobile. Oh, PC that too,
0: <laughs> actually. Yeah, ninety yeah. percent of the damn game. That was the worst. Night may very well be the worst of the four main Batman games.
2: I get, I get it was the last one, but God, like I don't know, I don't know.
3: Certainly I... the most disappointing, you could yeah. say, because at least those early ones. They were, like, a pleasant surprise, right?
0: Yeah, they were. Like, I don't think many people expected Ark of Asylum to be as good as it was. Mm. But, yeah, I, th- I think it was, like, the worst. Even like, even ignoring the technical faults, there are loads of other design faults with that game. Like, the, <laughs> yeah, the emphasis are. on the car is a huge problem. Mm. It, it makes the game fucking suck, because driving hey, that car is boring.
2: And you know what's really sad? Is that story-wise... It was an okay story, but the mechanic of the way they told the story was really cool. Like, like I don't want to spoil anything, but you know the whole like, you know, the story. <laughs> po- you know what I'm saying there about the dead character. Like, I think that that like that was real. That was really effing cool. Not not an incredibly great story or incredibly great gameplay mechanics, but it had like this cool thing that you were like, oh yeah, no. Let's see where this ends up. And then at the end, you're like, oh, oh, that's, that's where that ended up. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. It wasn't very good. I no. feel bad. I wanted it to be more than it was.
0: A couple of little mentions for games that popped up on PC that I didn't expect to, that surprised me. Guilty Gear Xrd Sign actually appearing on PC and not sucking. That was amazing. And it's also- It's fun, too. Yeah, it's a good game. And mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Heroes popping up on Steam as well which is not so good a port, but I was just surprised that they actually brought it over. I mean, seeing a Dragon Quest game on PC is really weird, actually. It's like, that is, that is exactly the opposite of what you'd expect to make it there, but I'm glad that it did. Any other surprises this year?
3: Surprising- surprisingly shit in the... I thought it might be shit, but I didn't quite realize it would be that shit. Is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Uh, oh, God. Uh, wow. That was some Olympic-level shit game right there. Yes. They, they were one. charging $60 for that. Uh, wanna,
0: that's not worth it, any money. Any, oh, any denomination of currency is not worth it.
3: Yeah, it made those fucking... It made Ride and, and, and whatever the other motion board thing... Like almost red. shred, like yeah. Jeez, yeah, that game that was heartbreaking. It was that was, ha- that was so heartbreaking. We, uh, I did this like documentary where we interviewed Tony Hawk about like the history of the franchise, and it was probably like my favorite thing I produced all year. And then a week later, that game came out, and it was like,
2: oh. if, eh. you, if you if you want to see the best example of why that game's garbage, go find the Conan O'Brien Clueless Gamer with him, <laughs> Tony Hawk, and Lil Wayne. And go watch it. There's barely any gameplay footage. Like and the gameplay footage they do show is really just like heavily edited. And you're like, ah, yes. So the one the one time where they were like like you can tell when a game is bad if you watch that show. Because they really are like, We gave them a lot of money, so just please promote this and we'll just not show yeah. gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a very it's a very honest sellout. And when the honest sellout is like, yeah, no, there's no actual footage of the game, you know it's a pretty shit game. <laughs> like, it's very true
3: we should just let Conan do Game of the Year because the best one he did all year was The Witcher 3 as well
0: yeah yep. that was fucking funny and I'm not the sort of person that's generally into Conan's humor but I mm-hmm. laughed my ass off at that video <laughs> um, why isn't Contradiction being brought up by the two of you Jesse and Dodger
2: as what, as a total surprise? yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't it? know that I guess it does count as a surprise I was saying that I don't know that we had expectations going in we were just looking like yeah. I think we wanted to be a silly, <clears throat> uh, like silly time to play a game, like, like you know, just a silly fun game, and it was. It was. And it what was, was th- a silly
1: fun game. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that it, it necessarily surprised us. There were things that were that were like pleasant surprises within the game, but the game itself, I think, was just as. Goofy and entertaining as we wanted as you it, expected to be. it to be. Yeah,
2: okay. we 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 saw it. And we're like, oh, this is silly. Like, this is gonna be all great, right, that's fair. and that's why we picked it. And then, it like, uh, yeah, it delivered on all of our desires and needs. And P.S. Uh, we need a second one. We need a contradiction two.
1: Contradiction two. That. Contradiction
2: two. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Beef.
0: So they'll make one. Okay. So before we go to the break, uh, uh, just around the room for Biggest surprise. Danny. Until dawn. So, so Jesse. Until dawn, Dodger, Undertale, and I'll probably also say Undertale. There you go. It's a tie. What will we do? Nothing, because oh, it doesn't no, fucking nothing. matter. Blue balls. Fuck yourselves. Yeah, there you go. Blue there's balls. the we we Two we blue balls. we gave you. We promised you blue balls, and blue balls have been provided for you. Don't don't do those, and that's what? not their size. Probably, I imagine. If they are, oh, like, go the, go to the oh, doctor, you could have testicular torsion, watch out.
2: The, od- it, the audience has proms. Big, blue ball proms. Massive.
0: We're going to be back after the break with yet more categories. <laughs> the, the category, this is going to be fun, uh, Played anything on mobile that wasn't rubbish, talk about it, is the next category. Yeah. We'll be back after the break, don't go anywhere. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Corruptional Podcast. All right, so we're moving on to uh, what could be an interesting little category. Uh, I don't know if this is even going to fit in the bottom (laughs) bar. I hope it will. Uh, The category is played anything on mobile that wasn't rubbish. Talk about it. Award.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Who wants to go first? Go on. No, that game is terrible. Strongly
2: disagree. (laughs) Strongly disagree.
3: All right, Danny, I'm going to give you
0: the floor to defend Fallout Shelter.
3: All right, so E3, man, that's a lot of work. E3 is a lot of, uh, I host a stage show, and we do lots of interviews in the evenings. I tend not to do any of the partying. I just It's like a work thing for like five days straight. And sometimes I, it, I just need a comfort blanket, man. And they launched this thing at E3, and it's not even that good. But <laughs> for like four days, this was my comfort blanket where I was just like, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about that interview you're doing that's changed like four times. We'll just... We'll just make sure that Johnny here gets his ape, gets his fucking whatever strength up, and we'll get more efficiency here. Like, it, there's no end game. It's no. it's not even that fun, but it, it <laughs> kept me happy for like five days. So to that, yeah. one, I I love it for
0: that. I I'm glad that like you're willing to just come out and admit that because I have seen people sincerely defend that game as a good game as like it isn't. It is not, and you would not <laughs> in any way be playing this game if it didn't have the word Fallout on it, and you fucking know totally. it.
3: I'm sure this game exists in like twenty other forms, which don't have Fallout. Twenty?
0: On oh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's uh, optimistic. i say, there are thousands of those kind of you know, basically clicker games. I guess. Yeah. It's kind of what you describe it. Or is, uh, it's it's the, well, I mean, the genre for me is the waiting game. Is what they are. Mm. Like build build a thing, uh, then you earn currency. Build another thing. Earn currency. Build another thing. You know, it's it's a time sink Is what it is. Mm. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll admit to like we—I think we were all into it quite early on in the first week. we were really yeah. into it, and then we, then the, the lustre wore off, and we realized it was a fucking awful video game. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> It was just that whole thing, like they announce Fallout, and you want to get wrapped up in it. Yeah, you do. It's just, yeah, that's you know, it's scratched that itch. Not a good game though. No. I like, no. I literally have not recommended this to anyone
1: ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Got to keep it all to yourself.
3: Exactly. Yeah. My
0: shame. Someone's asking if I'll defend my pay-to-win Star Wars game. No, I actually have a category specifically for that uh, later on, which, uh, because we probably won't get there, I'll probably skip to it, or we'll just save for it next time. Anyway, no, I will not defend Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That is not a good mobile game. Why not? Because it's not a good mobile (laughs) game, and I know it, and I'm playing it anyway. I know it sucks.
1: What's the name of that dumb... I didn't play it because I know it'll ruin my life. What's the name of that dumb uh, game where you just have a house and you're, like, trying to put... Things in the house to make cats come, make to, cats it. come oh. to you.
3: Make cats come to you? Yeah. Uh, what's. Oh, fuck. I have it
0: here. Like ne- Neku Atsume. Is that it? Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. There's
1: yeah, a dog of that. Yeah. Jen plays a lot of
0: that. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, the no. dog version? I might. There no, is. actually. I probably won't play that.
1: You should. You
0: should get it. Uh, stuff that. So stuff that was actually, like, good. That wasn't rubbish.
1: Um, Armello, the mobile version of Armello, I think is really, really fun. Um,.
0: Does that count if that was the first place that you, you, because that wasn't the first place you played it, was it? It's just port, right? Oh, it was. It was originally
1: a mobile game, wasn't it, Jesse? Uh,
0: Armello?
2: I remember playing it originally as a PC game, so I don't... Really? I mean, it might have been first, I don't know. Yeah, I know that it was PC, then PS4, so I don't know if it was on mobile before that, I couldn't tell you. Is it even
1: out on mobile? What? Yet? I've played it on mobile before.
0: It's weird. I haven't found like I can't find the release date for it on mobile. Anyway, I, if I actually knew this was out on mobile, I would have played it. I Wait, had no idea. Am I crazy? You might be. I don't know. There, yeah. I I think you might be insane. Um, you might be a crazy person. Because I'm if. like, if that game was on like mobile, I'd have probably play the shit out of it. I didn't know it's not right.
1: Maybe I played it like at their booth or something. Maybe they're developing. Yeah, because
0: they, they were You've they were crazy. saying they kind of wanted to do a uh, a release like. They, they quote. They were quoted last year saying it's coming to iOS. Right. It, I just don't think it's there yet, as far as I know.
1: Oh yeah, it's coming to Android and iOS in 2016. Yeah, you right, probably, probably played at, you
0: must have played it at their booth, like because they probably had the iOS version, like a test version of it there or something.
1: Yeah. Never mind then. I definitely. I know that the first time I ever played it was on. A tablet
0: right so that's, that's probably why you think that then that's
1: probably why i'm like ah armello that was a real good mobile game yeah not a mobile I, game ignore I'll, me
0: yeah i'm look- i actually looking forward to that coming out of mobile now because i think uh, that'll be a good platform for it I would work uh lara croft go i'll actually oh, yeah. like come up with a game that is actually good mm-hmm. both of the go games are really interesting ways to take a concept take a franchise remain thematic and yet yeah, completely change the fucking genre in a way that works on mobile like it's it's the perfect way to make a mobile version that stands alone and is still good as opposed to what a lot of companies try and do, which is dumb that stuff down in a big way. It's like, we're going to make this AAA game work on mobile and we're going to sacrifice everything that made it good in the process. Huh. But Lara Croft Go is definitely worth having a look at, as is Hitman Go, which was its predecessor. Yeah, they're, super they're, fun game. They're really enjoyable sort of tactical kind of puzzle game-ish things.
1: Um, Jesse, have you still been playing Pokemon Shuffle?
0: That
2: game is garbage. It
1: is not a game.
2: (laughs) That game is, they updated updated it now to like be like, yeah, no, here's, it shows you the levels of things and like what Pokemon to get and like, it's basically like either you sink a bajillion hours into it or you pay them money, the mobile game, which is most mobile games, but like. It's
1: most mobile games,
2: yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I still have it and I still play it every once in a while and I hate it. Uh, I would. Uh, did Year Walk come out this year?
0: I no. think it technically did it not. Was, it was that last year. last year? I think your year walk was last year. I, I, I like to... that
2: game, I thought that was
0: good. Yeah, Yearwalk walk is actually 2013, 2013 on iOS. Oh shit, two years all right, ago. never mind. Yeah. Oh, it, came, it came
3: out on Wii U this year. Ah, all right, that's why. So yeah, I knew oh. it was it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, have you heard about that new uh, game called Minecraft? It also came out on Wii U this year.
1: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. All those
3: hot bangers coming to your Nintendo machine.
0: That's true. Although I still Taking need to get around hits. to playing Fast Racing Neo because I'm told it's pretty fucking good. Evidently nobody else thinks that, but hey. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Alto's Adventure.
3: That's, yes. That's a good game, but like, isn't that basically just Ski Safari? Pretty much. Like, like it, It's just a really like beautiful sort of moody one.
0: Yes it it's not an original concept at all it is a beautiful i mean it's effectively an automatic runner like to me it was very kind of tiny wings-esque which i fucking love tiny wings by the way it it reminded me a little bit of that it's actually about snowboarding and saving llamas in the process (laughs) and yet for some reason it looks fucking gorgeous like it's the art style is so good and it's like, it's a $2 game. There's no in-app purchases as far as I know. It's, it's really fun to just play sessions of, like nice quick sessions of. It's skill-based, it's satisfying. The stunt system is simple, but it's fun. Uh, the levels are procedurally generated. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, Alto's Adventure is really cool. i definitely look at that.
2: What effing games came out this year for iOS that yeah. were good?
0: I think it's been a really bad year for iOS, actually. Like, last year I had no problem coming up with a category where I had, like, five really good nominees yeah. for mobile games and then a couple more that didn't even make I it in the list. i barely
1: played anything on my phone this year, which is weird. <laughs> that's
2: yeah. really all
0: you played that's, last year.
1: That's really rare, yeah.
0: Yeah, I haven't played much on, on iPad this year either, honestly.
3: I mean, if you want to keep going, like, the Vita had a shocking year and even the 3DS, like, had some good games, but... nothing like previous years
0: yeah portable gaming in all forms either mobile or you know handheld has not been great
2: i mean i don't know that it's a great game like it was fun prune came out this year which i think was a like cool concept game but it wasn't like yeah yeah, but it was like a fun game. You like pruned a damn tree. Like It wasn't like... You it was know, cool. It, it was a like little a... bit
0: zen, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm cool with little experiences it's... like that on uh, mobile devices in particular, because there might be yeah. those few minutes where I just want to calm down and feel a bit more at ease with the world, it's and like then you play a game like Prune to do that.
2: Like... Yeah, it's it's a very cool concept game. I don't know that it's like... Uh, I don't know what came out this year that was good. Um... A lot of the games are games like... I, I, I'm looking online and people are like, what are the... Some of the, your favorite games that came out for iOS, and most of them are like Transistor or <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, they're all ports.
0: Yeah. Yeah. iOS like is actually really, to me, having huge problems. Uh, so does Android. In terms of the environment, is completely hostile to good game development.
2: Yeah. I mean, I but- I, I
0: I don't know how much Alto's Adventure was sold, but I would not be in any way surprised if it was fuck all, despite yeah. the I mean- fact that that game's obviously great.
3: I'd love to know how much Bioshock <laughs> sold, because that came out on iOS during the summer. really? I'm pretty it sure did. It, was, yeah. it was this summer, yeah. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> what?
0: That was... I mean, I'll give him credit for being ambitious, but it's literally the worst platform that could ever be on. Oh, <laughs> uh, As I said, I've I've ranted about touch controls being the anathema of core games for a very, very long time. And I just genuinely think that unless you're making some sort of free-to-play, we're-going-to-milk-you-over-time kind of game, it's really hard to find success. And the games that do find success almost seem random in the fact that they just gain some sort of viral popularity. Mm. Like, who is the tastemaker on mobile? Like, there aren't really that many YouTube channels that really cover it, and nobody streams it on Twitch. People are like, oh, well, Mob Crush. Well, actually, I mean, I've I've watched Touch Arcade play on Mob Crush, and they had like 300 concurrents, and they're like the biggest mobile gaming site that exists, I think
3: yeah yeah. i think the problem is that they don't have there is no like community for mobile games it's just people no. who own phones disparately you know disconnected by language age gender it's like it's wonderful in one way because it's super crazy wide but like there's no you know media outlet or streamer who's going to appeal to that type like i I bet like ninety five, ninety nine 99 percent of people who like who do the, who play those games never like look at youtube gaming on, on, on or like go on twitch streams at all like it's I, fucking totally you know, disparate
0: you know yeah it is very interesting to see the difference in that you know and the only the only people that i, I mean i barely even I, even touch arcade which i like i don't necessarily trust um because they've just mm. they they've said so many things that i just don't agree with like kind of from a mobile perspective like they hyped the fuck out of um a game called warhammer Forty Thousand freeblade i was like this is an amazing mobile experience and i, I loaded it up and it's like this runs about 15 frames a second and it's about fucking dragging your finger across to shoot shit and the reason that they they hyped it up because it was like look at how impressive this looks it's like yeah as soon as until you see it in motion you know <laughs> And like mobile awesome. games
3: are so much about keeping people on with additional content. You look at like Game of War and Clash of Clans, yes. and their games that came out like fucking three, four years ago, probably at this stage.
0: Yeah, and those are two still yeah. the they're two they're the two highest grossing games on the iOS platform. And the thing is, they've been that it's been that way for the past year. Yeah, yeah. like it's been the same games making the same money. Yeah, um,
2: like uh, if you look at all these different, I'm just trying to look and see. It's like uh, Hearthstone is
0: is one of the big ones, obviously. But you know that came um, out like two years ago
2: yeah like a lot of the telltale games are up there but though oh, yeah. uh, uh apparently shadow run dragonfall was was a big one
0: yeah again um, those are all ports of pc games that yeah, i'd rather yeah. play on pc faster
2: than light still pretty big but yeah, yeah again it's a port like there's it's all ports it's Yep. Yeah, the game the
0: game
3: I played more than anything else on iPad this year is probably XCOM Enemy Within. But again, mm-hmm. that was last year and also it's support. Yeah,
0: uh th- I do have one more that did come out this year, which is Card King's Dragon Wars. And you know that I like card games a lot. The Card King's Dragon Wars had some really interesting ideas behind it. Uh business model's kinda shitty with it, I have to admit, but it did go out of its way to not just try and be a Hearthstone clone. And actually, have some really interesting ideas about how the battle mechanics worked, and also had a, a really nice presentation style, in which like the people you were playing against were kind of actual physical characters, and like you could they they got really mad when you crit them and shit, you know. And it was just like that's a that's a nice little uh, nice little bit of flavor there. It's that's not a that's not a bad mobile card game. I'd actually play that if it was on PC.
1: I'm so curious to see. What was it, at E3, where, like, every company was like, by the way, we're also making a card game. We'll see you in 2016. (laughs) I'm so curious to see how all of those are going or if they wind up getting dropped. Yeah,
0: some did come out. Like, uh, we got uh, World of Tanks Generals just came out. Don't dig it, really. Presentation style sucks. Uh, It's not, the mechanics don't really gel with me.
1: I'm wondering how the Elder Scrolls one is going to be.
0: I don't know. I know there's a lot of people just trying to clone Hearthstone at the moment. It's like, you know what? That's the
1: thing is I'm like, what are you going to do to make it so that people aren't just like, Hearthstone does this better. I might as well play Hearthstone. Like that's... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially when you've invested so much money or time into Hearthstone. It's like, why would you switch out of it? And we live in a
3: post-Gwent world, you know? It's totally changed. Yeah. True that.
1: Gwent is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Garbage. I hate that game. I'm so bad at it.
2: Yeah. I like how all of your things so far today have been like, it's the worst. <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, somebody in chat was like, "Fuck you, Dodger. You can't just say that you don't like a game because you're bad at it." And I'm like, "Yeah, you can." I can. Absolutely, you can. As long as
0: you're honest <laughs> about that's why it is. You know, it's like, yeah, I hate this game because I suck at it. Like, okay, cool.
1: I'm terrible at that game, so it blows. Yeah, that's how I feel.
2: And I are you are you gonna go? Are you gonna go I don't know rob a this? bank with other thrill-seeking adventurers at some point today? Is that why you're dressed like that?
1: That's the plan. Yeah.
0: I, I think it looks like cool. she was gonna go Oscar Mike. I believe. <laughs> Dodger currently
2: promoting Point Break coming to theaters near you. A movie you'll point, never see.
0: Point. Why are they remaking Point Break? Yeah. Uh, why would they remake that garbage? Right. Well, <laughs> conclusion is apparently mobile sucks because we could barely come up with anything. Yeah. Let's uh, move on. Coolest written character.
1: I have nothing written for this. (laughs) You
0: play games that are nothing but characters with writing. You play mostly nothing but visual novels, and you can't come up with a single coolest written character nomination. Really?
1: I can't think of any characters who are cool. So apparently all
0: visual <laughs> novels are fucking awful and you shouldn't play them. Alright.
1: But, but like, when you think
2: cool, you're thinking like, like, you have an expectation. Of this character, like, he may not look awesome,
0: but he is a effing badass. Like that dude. Well, that's how you interpret the category. It could mean anything. Well,
1: oh, so I it's interpreted the word, it too. It's the word I was coolest. like, badass characters or like cool characters? I don't think I have I can't yeah, think did, of you any. You didn't say
2: best. You didn't say best written character. You said coolest <laughs> written character, which is the same thing as that like impact award shit. No one. Knows All right,
0: about I'm that. gonna I'm <laughs> renaming this category dynamically. Uh, <laughs> character that had writing that you somehow liked in a way, cause is now the name of the category for this award.
2: Uh, oh, uh, that's easy. The, the I mean, God, I hate to be that guy who's always going back to the same well, but I feel like the Bloody Baron questline. Yes! In
3: Picked
2: it out of like, my brain. Love
4: it. So like, cool. like,
2: yeah, the Bloody Baron storyline is phenomenal. And if I had to do a close second, I'd be the Gaunter O'Dim storyline from uh, Hearts of Stone, which I think that that was an also, like, well-written, contained storyline. So, I, like, yeah, I feel like it was... The Bloody Baron is a character who is a genuine, like, asshole. Just a bad dude. But... Because he is written so much like a like real human, you can't help but feel like, God, I feel bad for this guy. Like, he's a dick, and he's a horrible person, but, like, there's humanity in him, that, and, and everything in his life is just shit. and and But he caused it. He made that happen. And you're just like, oh, I feel bad for you, dude, but you brought this on yourself. It's so well written, and it's, like, it's a character that is just... It's, he stands out in a game that has a lot of standout characters. So cool, hands down, one of my favorites. It's hard
3: for a game to like feel make you sympathize with what is essentially like a woman beating drunk asshole, but yeah, somehow that poor. game makes you. It, it make like they skirt that line of like morality Witcher does in a way that like just makes you feel awful, and like that that quest, like dude, that botchling, like the botchling reveal alone. It's just like, and then handing it to the fucking the dude, and he's like, ah. I was like,
2: ah. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, there's something, there's something, it's like, it's some, I don't want to say traumatic, but there's something about that experience where just like, you walk away like, holy shit, I did like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, it's all because of like, like, and there's so many ways you can go about that story. The fact that there's multiple endings to that story based on yeah. what you've done is f- like, it, and, and none of them are good. Like there is no like, well, he finally learns his lesson, happy ending. Like it's just like, the best you can hope for is that he realized how bad he fucked up, and he's like, I guess I'll try and, and like fix this some way. But there's no good fix. Like everything's screwed, and it's like, what a great story. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's what a great character. Know. We're not talking about the story. Character. character. Well,
2: character. I mean, the character is his storyline. It's, like, it's it's his it's his like shitty life, and you're just caught up in it. Right. And That's- I think that like. It's not. He's not a good character. No. And, and I think if we had, I think we talked about this last year for um, Grand Theft Auto Five, which was mm-hmm. like the characters in that game are great because they were shitty. They were bad people. Shitty people. And that's what made it so compelling when you played as them. You're like these guys are awful, and I think that translates well with this character. The Bloody Baron's just not a good guy, and it, it, and and you always wonder in the back of your mind like. Is he that way because circumstances made him that way? Or is he that way because that's really who he is? And mm-hmm. you're always questioning yourself about this character because it gives you so many chances to be like, man, like, something about this guy. Like, I just – you just want – you want to redeem this character. Like, I think that's what makes it so great is is you want something like, – well, it's either or. You want to either redeem him or you hate him so much because of what he's done that you're like, F this dude, this guy's the worst. But he makes you feel something. Yeah, and that's, th- like- that's,
0: that's the big deal. It's like having some emotional investment in the character in some way. Like, I feel like games are often, uh, I'd say like years behind what uh, television, which like, is in somewhat of a golden age is able to do right now. Like, I compare that character to Kilgrave in Jessica Jones, a character yep. who is I was thinking a that. fucking monster. And yet every now and again, you kind of start to see things from his point of view, and it's like, oh shit, am I also terrible? Oh fuck, yeah. what what happened here? Yeah. And that's and a good example of great writing. Yeah, same Walter White, you know, and things like that.
2: Yeah, it goes back yeah. to that. like, there, there's an episode dead in the middle of Jessica Jones where you're like, maybe, just, just maybe, yeah. right? And then it, 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 it's like, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nope, never mind. <laughs> but, but you feel like you feel something. You're like, this guy is the worst, and then you feel like a little spark of hope. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's it's yeah and you're right
0: yeah games definitely need to be able to do that and uh, they're more often than not unfortunately like a not. but we are we are seeing certainly examples of that it's also the reason why uh, writers have got to not be afraid of uh, portraying a character in a really awful way like regardless by the way of gender or skin color because i think it is super important to be able to provide that level of character depth across the board because otherwise you fall into the, the trap of, of stereotypes. You know, you fall into the good old uh, Hollywood fucking trope about British men can only be villains, you know, and, and shit like that. It's like, oh, God. But you it's know, true. It, unless
4: we all, we they all, put on, all on all an
1: know. American accent, then they can be a superhero. Then they
0: can be okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or a doctor. Definitely, definitely. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, so other character, yeah. other character writing. Dodger, did you come up with something?
1: I'm, like, trying to figure out how to talk about them without spoiling things. Right. So I'm just gonna, in a very basic way, say, um... Sans from Undertale is, like, an incredible bait-and-switch character. Yeah. uh, And also Undyne from the same game. Uh, A game that we haven't talked about at all who has a really interesting character is Cradle. Right. Um, Cradle has this, uh... This female robot who... When she wakes up, she doesn't remember who she is or, like, what's going on at all. There's, there's like, a lot of blank spots, and throughout the game, you're helping her fill in the blanks. And as you hear her story and what she is and how she fits in with the lore of the world in general, it becomes more and more and more intriguing. Um, Cradle, unfortunately, had kind of, like, a a lackluster ending, like an ending that was not very fulfilling at all. But the the journey of the game and learning about the lore of the world that you're in, uh, specifically in regards to her and her story was really, really cool. So
0: um uh, I'm gonna I can, throw, can't talk, sorry, Danny, Danny, go ahead.
3: Uh to briefly <clears throat> can't really talk about it again too much because of spoilery stuff. Um and maybe it's because it's a game in which there aren't that many standout great characters, but Nick Valentine in Fallout 4 I think is he's a bit he's a bit of a like a, a trite kind of He's a bit of a cliche character but i think he's super well written and he's he's the only like a companion that i really felt compelled to have around because he had like interesting insight and in what was happening in the world around him
0: definitely i'd like to throw my hat in the ring for alarak from legacy of the void yeah. uh basically the only redeeming character in the entire goddamn campaign to me the only one that was really well written everybody else was terrible he was great, not only in terms of, you know, it helped that it was delivered by a great actor, but the way he was written was, was genuinely interesting, and I cared about what he had to say. He was a fucking asshole. <laughs> and that and that was cool, so I... Assholes
2: are fun. They're yeah, fun characters.
0: They they are, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I'd also... I mean, i throw a lot of the Undertale people into the ring. That, that's the thing about Undertale, is that, like, almost every character had writing that I liked in some way. Like, all of it, pretty much. Yeah. There's none that really necessarily stand out to me so far. Maybe that will not be the case when I finally finish it. There will probably be one that stands above all the others, but I, st- I still like the pretty much well, all the characters writing that.
1: The thing that's interesting about Undertale is there are characters that are portrayed to you in one way, but if you go through the game...
0: Ah, they, they, they well, they'll be portrayed in an entirely different way. They'll be yeah.
1: completely different. If, it's fucking cool. Depending mm-hmm. on if you murder everyone or if you're doing a pacifist <laughs> run. like. Yes there are characters who you think are one way and they are not at all. <laughs> and that's really cool to me. That's neat.
0: That's that's really neat. Uh, let's see. Anything, uh, any other characters that had writing that you really liked in some way that kind of spring to mind? I mean, we had a, we had a year of big bad. AAA games with big AAA voice actors and big AAA characters. <laughs> Were there all that many others?
1: Destiny!
0: <laughs> oh yeah okay mm-hmm. sure <laughs> everyone <laughs> believes you Can i say my character i
3: fucking hate sure it's lara Please. croft in the new tomb raider like i didn't really? like her in the last yeah like i liked i like that first game and the new one's all right but jesus i just don't get her it's like okay if you're fucking freaking out so much about like i don't know she just seems to Always be wondering why she feels like she's going insane while she's murdering a bunch of people. It, <laughs> it just, I, you I know. It seems totally counterintuitive. I don't. Not I,
0: only are you not <laughs> the only person that said that to me, I have heard a surprising amount of that from uh, my female friends that have played that game. They, strangely enough, it, I, here's the big stereotype. You know, if, if you read the internet and believe everything the internet says, then uh, women want the emotionally invested stories and they want the character development. They don't want the shooty bang bang not when it comes to tomb raider they fucking don't they want a powerful badass who goes around raiding tombs and shooting people in the head with dual pistols and fighting dinosaurs yep. that's what they actually fucking want because that is the icon the character the inspiration the person they looked up to as they were growing up as a really cool representation of women in games what they don't want is Winycroft. croft
3: well, and well, well it, think... it falls into the same prop sorry go ahead actually
1: no no, go ahead. no 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 go for it
3: it, it falls into the same trapping as like games like Uncharted, where like there are so many games in which there are you know p- predominantly male protagonists who are shooting a shitload of people, but the minute you try and characterize them, then it 's the same problem gta four had as well with Nico, which is like the, the minute you try and characterize that person it just it becomes so hard to empathize with them because they 're just <laughs> murdering all these fucking people Hugely yeah. so the like...
0: narrative dissonance problem yeah, like, yeah, the so biggest would... one it was the, It was the same problem in the first game as well, but what it sounds like to me is there 's a real issue that in the first game. She was scared for the first few hours, and that was yeah. that made sense, but yeah. then that went away. Like, she wasn't scared anymore, and she was self-assured, but now apparently she's not self-assured anymore?
3: Now like, she wants to kill people, and it's not mystical-ass fucking, I don't know, like, old or, you know, Asian people who yeah. have just woken up might be zombies. Now she just wants to go kill shitloads of Russian dudes. Like, it's... <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It's something about it just seems seems that it's... As a character who is trying to be... Like, they, they did a lot of work to try and portray her as a sympathetic character. And I'm just thinking, why do you keep going to look for people to murder well, her?
1: I, I think it's it's hard because they're trying to take a character where they know the end game. Right? They know, they know who Lara Croft is she, as an adult. What she will become. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, how do we bridge the gap of, like, you know, younger Lara Croft who is becoming a tomb raider and have her like start to become this sort of callous killing machine I, right but while still having flex of like that personality where she's like oh i'm still so new to this but murdering everyone can, there's can very I, fun can, games but like i totally yeah. get what you're saying can i
0: draw a comparison with uh what they did with james bond there because like you know that when they released casino royale and then did the the Daniel Craig stuff, which was supposed to be mm. kind of like the, the Bond origin story. The way that they made that work is they didn't pretend that he wasn't a fucking psychopath. Like, right. he actually, James Bond's a dick. Like, you know, when a lot of people got like fucking pissed off when Diane Bryan said, yeah, James Bond's kind of a misogynist. Like, yeah, he fucking is, yeah. actually. Like, the th- James Bond is in some ways a character to look up to, but he's also... A piece of shit he said he's doing <laughs> like, the
3: right thing for all the wrong reasons yeah the daniel craig stuff he's like, yeah he's which a, is actually
0: a, why i like those movies but yeah. like
3: the original tomb raider games uh, maybe this is getting into a different discussion but like <laughs> the original <laughs> tomb raider games i remember feeling bad for shooting wolves like we we talked yeah. about tomb raider 2 as like tomb raider 2 was like oh my god they made tomb raider crazy bigger set pieces more explosive yeah. and also more people to kill whereas mm-hmm. the first game was kind of like weren't really killing people. I'm killing, like, Egyptian people and shit, but, like, yeah, it wasn't... you got
0: dinosaurs every once in a while. Yeah, so that's
3: my problem. I'm more about killing dinosaurs. I don't
0: know. Someone's taking just... that quote out of context. You are losing yep. your job, yep. mate. Better <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> nope. set up your Patreon now because you're fucked.
3: <laughs> I, I, I Although, that inherent... game, I just want to clarify, that game is actually really good as well. Okay. Just a weird character.
2: Like, the inherent problem with Tomb Raider is, is that they gave you that, that that sort of origin of, like, First she was scared and then she overcame her now she's like a badass in the first game so a second game's like all right what kind well, like, of what is the emotional story arc of this character now that she is a badass well we have to come up with another way for her to be like emotionally vulnerable for a little bit and so it makes her feel like less of a character than like it, it ruins the character by trying to like you retcon like, the
0: retcon for... really
2: yeah yeah, it's like we got we got that the last game. Give us something yeah. totally different and totally like like give us the badass that we, give it. Yeah, the re, the the original thing like when you first start playing it was like like way back in the day. You're like, oh, it's sexy Indiana Jones. Like, look as a as a as a sexy young Anna kid, Jones. That, that sexy Indiana yes. Jones. Yes, no, sexy
0: did. Anna Jones.
2: Sexy Anna Jones. There you go. Her name is Anna it, Jones. She's sexy. That's like what it was like in the early '90s, and that's like. And then it, she became, like, her own badass, and, and that's what people want. They want this Lara Croft to just murder and, like, find I treasure mean- and make money and be, like, just great and not give shits. Like, to, to shoot an idiot who has a sword. Like, that's what we want. That's what we want out of her. Yeah, maybe she's I the wrong like- character
0: to have that emotional range.
1: Well, I, I feel like personality-wise, Bayonetta has taken her place for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, uh, Bayonetta a is badass. this yeah.
1: super sexy, badass, confident woman yep. yeah. character. And she's she's perfect at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, kind of fine with the fact that, that Lara Croft is is getting, like... That, that people are trying to do something different with her. I just yeah. don't think that it's working very well yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the game is still super fun. And I like that she's portrayed as being, you know, very intelligent. It's just that, yeah, there's that weird... There's that weird disconnect of like, like you didn't have to murder all those people.
3: Right? And <laughs> Uncharted's have gonna have away. the same problem next year, right? Yeah,
0: like yeah I mean Uncharted's really had crazy. the same problem for like since Uncharted started, right? Yeah. So you know the wisecracking murderous psychopath that you it's us like writing for, like...
3: for those games
0: is kind of a thankless endeavor. Oh god, writing. it must be. It really <laughs> it must, must be. A nightmare. Be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's move on to. Because I want to crack out a few more characters before you have to go. Uh, coolest looking character.
2: Undyne. Can we just say, like, everyone in Bloodborne?
0: Can we- yes. <laughs> everyone in- <laughs> like, Bloodborne. The entire God, cast
2: of Bloodborne. Lists.
0: Can we just yeah, yeah, we the, the entire cast here, of Bloodborne?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Totally. Like, like,
0: From like, software,
1: every time right. they make a monster, I'm like, yes.
0: Oh, God. Yes.
1: Just the art direction in Bloodborne was so good overall. Like this gothic even Victorian like, setting. Even just
2: normal people look really effing cool. Like everything yeah. in that game visually is like this. It, it's like a feast for the eyes. It's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: So every character in Bloodborne. Okay, that's uh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Can we do that? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Agreed. Dodger, why the fuck aren't you starting to throw your uh, waifus from uh, Overwatch into the ring here? Uh, because because
1: oh you said Overwatch, doesn't, Overwatch doesn't, count. doesn't count. No,
0: no. I, this is a category for coolest looking character. If those characters exist. You can look at them right now. May, hey, <laughs> May, day. May all May day.
1: They? No, Junkrat, best girl. No, 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 no. no.
0: I'm all. I'm on the Winston train. I'm sorry. Wait, is Junkrat a girl?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: You fell into my animu trap.
3: Danny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly set moment, and executed. You questioned, you questioned everything you
2: knew about reality. Like, wait.
3: What was a good like five second gap between <laughs> her saying that and me question, like asking I'm like fuck <laughs> everything <laughs> I know?
1: Wait a minute. Am I
3: one lady junkrat? Junk damsel.
0: Yeah, J- junk damsel. Oh junk my god, is that is sounds such... problematic.
3: May um... go, Mayday, all day. Oh, five May's.
0: Yeah.
1: Five May's. No.
0: Jesse Coulson characters, come on, go with a few.
2: Uh, I, mean, I I was want to say Bloodborne, all the Bloodborne characters. Um, if you want, if you want to say oh, okay. uh, Overwatch, that's fine. But I mean, I don't know. I like there's there's so many like really cool like that's it, it, there's so many that that. Oh my god! I don't even know. Right he's now, he's
0: melting. He's melting.
1: Look, oh, yeah. like in terms of just character design regardless of, of the graphic quality of the game. Undyne was a goddamn fish woman in a suit of armor. Fuck, so cool. <laughs> She's awesome. Yeah. So I'll throw her in there.
0: Certainly. Uh, can I put an anti-nomination in?
1: Yes. For it.
3: Sure.
0: Just to fuck with chat, because I know they will get mad about are you, this. Are you, are you going
3: to say what I think you you're going to say? You know
0: what I'm going to say, don't you? You yeah. know it. Quiet. Yeah. is the opposite yeah. the opposite of this like i don't mind sexy she characters means, i love sexy characters
2: she, she 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 was wearing no clothes for story I reasons. through my skin is <laughs> no you don't
3: we knew about that in the office here like six months right right as kojima posted that tweet where he was like you will you will repent for your sins your or thoughts and yeah. deeds. yes. We knew about the photosynthesis thing, and it was like, I want to tell the internet because the reason is so fucking stupid.
0: It doesn't make sense in the law because the yeah. end exists. And, and also, yeah. you can put her in clothes anyway with an outfit so that she should fall over and die because she's wearing a coat, but she doesn't. No, like, Again, so d- much
3: about that character would be kind of cool. Like, the whole singing in the ear shit is like a nice touch and you kind of there's a bond there but just as as a design it's just so
0: like yeah, it's the design the manipulative like it's just hate. not yeah
3: it's, it's there's it's, no like it's fucking it
0: dumb. doesn't it's not to me even sexy in a Drop cool it. and cohesive oh. way it just it's like how can we slap on these elements to make a character who thrusts her goodies in the camera's direction as often as possible
1: my goodies my hmm. goodies Look. Bye. As as
0: as as a as a red blooded American male I I knew I, you I were
1: going to say literally that phrase
2: As a red blooded American male I feel like if she was in just a skin tight like outfit like leather she was outfit, Nova Yo, that would have been 10 12 billion times better Like <laughs> it, 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 I don't know it something about going into battle in a bikini makes so little sense that it's actually a turn off <laughs> Like it's you're like yeah. that I don't want you fighting beside me because I feel like this is going to be a problem. Not just for you, but for me as well. Like, I don't want you having to adjust shit when guys are shooting at me. I need
0: a sniper. It's like, oh, like, fell out like, again. Shit, better. <laughs> like,
2: it just doesn't work, lady. Put, like, zip it up. I got plenty of jumpsuits in there. Throw a few on. I don't care. We'll,
1: we'll, a few. we'll yeah. just layer them.
2: Your design, design you can has buy no- and shit at the store, let's do this thing, we got stuff to do, I don't got time for this.
0: Your do design has no logical cold. cohesion. Do you know how hmm?
2: cold Afghan deserts get at night
3: Pretty fun cold,
0: I imagine. Yeah, pretty chilly. It's okay, because she's super because she breathes through her skin. She still has a full head of hair, though. Uh, so, obviously doesn't breathe through that bit of the skin. Only so, like only, only like the only upper specific chest bits of the skin. And
2: lower like abdomen is where it really yeah. really she needs to breathe through.
0: Yeah, I mean like, you can't you can't breathe through your breasts, obviously. Obviously yeah. internet. But like Come on. Right
2: here ish and kinda of like down yeah. Oh stomach that's it's prime breathing territory. Yeah, definitely. Everyone knows There's more
0: pores that. there. There's more pores than there are in the yeah. other areas of your body. It's is it she she looks stupid. Like she does, and I'm gonna be completely unapologetic at telling you you can make whatever fucking character you like, and I reserve the right to call it stupid.
2: That said, some of the other characters in that game are really cool looking. Like Yo, like... that kid is cool.
3: Yeah. Fucking yeah. Christian Bale Empire of the Sun is in that video game. <laughs> 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 fucking best character in it. He doesn't say a word either. He's just fucking say he barely talks as well. Great.
0: Can I throw two hats in the ring based on the Street Fighter 5 beta? Yes. Is that fair? Go Cause, on. Because everyone kinda go through that. I agree. Laura I'm throwing Fang into the arena.
2: Fang wins. Absolutely. Dude, Fang. That
0: dude, is dope. Fang is the, one of the most unusual looking fighting game characters I've seen. And that's really cool. And I also want to throw in Rashid. Yeah, love him. He looks great. Too. He's actually like my probably gonna be my main in Street Fighter V. Fred love the design of uh, Rashid. So cool. And uh, and a Fang. Yeah. So those are those are two great looking characters.
3: Yo, Big Boss is pretty cool. I like Big, big Boss cool. in that game, especially when you like load him up with like super <laughs> padded fucking armor, and he's just <laughs> like a he's like a head with a eye patch and like this big massive like. Heart right. locker bullshit. Yeah. I'm God, glad I'm,
0: I'm glad it. he doesn't have to breathe through his skin. That would be a real problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although he should. Thanks <laughs> thankfully the internet has made that happen, where it's him dancing sexily or yeah. writhing in water instead of her.
0: I've I love that video. That Thank fucking you, internet. made me laugh you, so much. It's great. Uh okay, so conclusion coolest looking character. If you had to pick one Dodger. Bloodborne.
1: It's not Bloodborne. a ca- Bloodborne. Easy isn't win.
0: a character. It's an entire video Bloodborne. game.
2: All of, <laughs> All of Bloodborne wins. Easy win.
0: Oh Jesus! You guys are awful. <laughs> Danny, Danny save me please Bloodborne not oh not god, god.
3: Yeah. 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 fuck all of you I, I literally had that written down on my piece of paper
0: fuck all of you okay we're gonna do one final category before we have to wrap the show up because Danny does have uh, to leave in like five minutes five minutes. Sorry, yep. guys. Uh, so final category we're gonna do and obviously we're gonna do the rest of the character uh, the rest of the stuff next week on the show what was your comfort game this year what's the game that you went back to to feel better
1: afterbirth it's mindless it's fun it's different every time you play it because you get different items it's a different build every single time i uh i've played a ton of that game also guild of dungeoneering i've played a ton of that oh game yeah
3: too. great game irish developer as well
1: yeah he's so sweet
0: jesse what was he was your comfort game this year uh
2: i mean i i there's there's literally three games that i have separated on my desktop that i play all the time uh one is renowned explorers i for some reason game's love that game right uh guild dungeoneering again really fun just to play it every once in a while and and no spoilers here warcraft i'm back in that game wow. hard, yeah. hard
1: and oh, i have a problem no, jesse i'm sorry
0: <laughs> he has lost he is gone now danny well you come for games uh... this year?
3: Uh, probably, Fallout probably Four is definitely one of them because I did it like a short doc a couple of years ago about uh, games that people play to like h- deal with their depression and stuff. And like, there's hmm. been a couple of times where it's like I've had a pretty shitty time and I just wanted to go home and like dive into somewhere. <laughs> and I really think that's an easy way to like sort of escape into. But I think like taking the whole year into account, like it has to be Rocket League. I've played it at work, yeah. I've played it online with randoms. It's basically replaced FIFA and Pro Ev, and those are games that have been my like go to games for. You know, God, I don't know, a decade at this stage. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I think probably Rocket League, and they have given, like today the or yesterday like the ice hockey update came, where you can play with a puck on bigger fields. Like it just keeps giving content, and yeah, I super love that game.
0: Um, I I think like it's definitely changed for me throughout the year. Uh, for a while it was Hand of Fate. I was diving into that a lot. It's a cool game. Yeah. Just as a hey, I get in. Let's uh let's have this guy deal me some cards Hand and of go Fate on some adventures. Is a great game yeah, yeah. That, so I, I like that uh for another part of the year it was definitely renowned explorers for the same reason just something that i would i would dive into and just uh we're going on an adventure this is cool and fun and light-hearted and whimsical i love that i uh, i think overall this year though it's still hearthstone just as the whole <laughs> it's almost i don't even know if it's a comfort game it's just a standby game it's just something that i'll load up have a couple of games and i was like yeah i had an okay time an okay time uh, yeah all right so I guess that 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 would be the comfort game at that point.
1: I uh, I mean if if it was still available to me, Overwatch would have been yeah yes kind of fine. Yeah, I it played would. I literally played that game every single night. Yeah, same. Once I got into the beta, it yep. was like uh, so good.
0: Yeah, but that game's no longer available anymore. So they made they've taken <laughs> it away from us. They've taken away our comfort blanket for at least a month. Yeah, that, that makes me sad. Oh well, I actually have time to play other video games now, so that's all right, I guess. <laughs> cool all right well that about wraps up the the co-op co- well at least part one of the co-op she co-op 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 the uh, co-op the, <laughs> the the meaningless award show we have a lot more categories to cover next time on the show uh which may or may not uh be tuesday uh dodger are we able to move the show to get you on it or is it literally going to be a case of we have to crendor you that i week?
1: think you'll have to Crendor me Okay Because cool. I'm we'll, not sure
0: Alright we'll Crendor you next week So we will be back On the 22nd uh, The guest is going to be Kite Tails Who no doubt Will have some Really good experiences <laughs>
1: got to Crendor me Everybody
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. you have to Crendor and, Yep and you're going to be Crendored Because everyone knows We're only allowed one woman On the show at any given time That is the True. That's the rule <laughs> Absolutely if you have two of them, they may fight. You don't put them together. It's like putting... Oh, you know, like it's, Queen
2: Bee, it's like Queen Bee Syndrome. You just can't... You don't put two beta fish in the
0: same tank. You know, they'll try yeah. and kill, they'll just just try and kill it. each other. You yeah. can't do it. Works just the same with it.
2: Irish people, too.
1: <laughs>
0: I have God. I have noted that. Don't even fucking try it. Yeah. How
1: is the country running? Uh, <laughs> I know. That's, why do you think I'm here? Why do you
0: think I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. Like- awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're going to quickly let Danny plug his shit before he has to leave. Danny, where can we find your work on the internet?
3: You can find me on twitch.tv forward slash GameSpot in about five minutes' time that uh, the yep. lobby starts. It's our final episode of the year. We're back in February with that. Um, I've got my own personal channel on Twitch and YouTube as well, which is Danny O'Dwyer. Same, you know, there's not that many Danny O'Dwyer's in the world, so not many. Uh, type that into Google and they come up. I've been doing a bunch of streaming recently, especially of Fallout 4. Uh, I completed Fallout 3 naked and gunless uh, last month, <laughs> and I'm trying to do the same on Fallout 4 right now, which is basically not using any armor and only using melee and and, uh, and some, some weapons. Uh, which is good fun, uh, yeah. So, Gamespot.com for all our Game of the Year stuff, and then yeah, Daniel Dwyer on Twitch and YouTube if you want to see some of my late night streams.
0: Fantastic. And frankly, you know where to find the rest of us, for God's sake. You've watched this show uh, bloody enough. I will say that plugging the Arbitrary Awards are coming. I've almost done with that stupid two-hour fucking video. They are coming, and we're actually going to broadcast the premiere live. Uh, once the video is all done and edited, we're going to show it first on Twitch and then immediately put it up on YouTube so that you guys can sit in the Aww. channel and bitch about my decisions. Perfect. Uh, that should be, that funny. be great. Thank you very much for watching the co Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Big thanks to this week's sponsor, Crunchyroll.com slash biscuit. Head on over there for your free trial for unlimited anime, all the anime that you want, and a lot of it you probably didn't realize you wanted, and maybe you, you just don't at all. But oh, it's there.
1: Oh, san It's weird.
0: Uh, yes, I, I suppose. <laughs> I You can't even spell it. Like, there's no way you're going to find that anime. Thank you very much for watching, folks. We will see you next time. Good night. Bye.